The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, the hungry. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Surprise, surprise, the king is back. Yeah, long live the king. <laughs> and up next, American Ramrod, Kendo Slice. I don't really have anything clever or interesting to say, so I'm just going to say, Jeff, me number 13. <laughs> All right, you, sir, get a number 13. Uh, by the way, folks, for those wondering where Nick is, Nick is on his way. He's just caught in traffic because the world has opened up and it sucks. Oh, well, pardon my French, but uh, I'll be damned. <laughs> Walker told me I am. There you go, Kendall. <laughs> that was a random guess. That was your number 13 for the night. So, folks, tonight we're going to be covering Black Widow. Yes. Seen it. Here to review it. Talk about it. uh, Give you the lowdown on everything. Marvel's back. But are they actually back? Does this movie fall into the trap of Captain Marvel? Or does it fall into the trap of other films that actually have no point in existing? So, stick around. We'll talk about that. As well as many other things. So, before we start... Uh, guys, we'll kill a little time to give Nick another moment to get here. How you been since we last met? Not bad, man. Not bad. Busy, running around, getting ready for the wedding. This uh, coming, next weekend, rather. Um, just counting down the days, baby. Just counting down the days. Dude, I can't wait. It's going to be... It's We've been waiting for it for a whole fucking year. Like It's going to be nuts. For those who be... don't understand, folks, uh, our friend, Loudy was supposed to get married last July, but the world shut down with the Rona, and now we had to wait a year. But we get to celebrate that uh, union of love next week. In reality, we're just all excited to see each other for the first time since 2019. Yeah. The bullshitters have not been in the same room since yeah. the Rise of Skywalker came out. Yep. Yep. So, that yeah. was December. The whole world has changed. Yes. Better or for worse. But you know what? We'll worry about that next week. Now, you guys have everything lined up? Everything prepared? Yep. Yep. I just gotta I just yeah. gotta go shopping for new clothes. But other than that, all everything else is set and ready to, to fly, yeah. baby. Right. We got our yeah, Samoan now, so we're ready to fly the proper show. Yeah, uh, you know. Started to fly in and boy my arms tired. Whew. <laughs> All right, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were incorrect. That did not land. <laughs> I, it was still pretty funny, I, but I, I, I put my faith in something that uh, came up a little short there. I was, I was expecting more. Of Nick, goddamn fuck that, that, but he came in kind of subdued with a dad joke. I, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> that's because Bree didn't let him drive the Nissan. Womp Yeah, she told me going to the movies. Yeah, she she kept talking about dropping tacos and bullshit. And I was like, "What are you talking about, bitch? Just drive the fucking car." Yeah, take me dropped, home. Should have dropped it in her taco. Bam. <laughs> now this is put my WC- beef in your taco. Now, folks, this is a WCBS episode, so we do have our games, our fun stuff to play. Uh, guys, I was thinking last week we used the word. I believe it was dildo. Correct. It was. It was dildo. Yeah. And it turned it out that a. Certain words we have picked, though they're hilarious, YouTube does not like them. Oh. <laughs> so I really? tried to think what of a bunch word of dildos. That is true. <laughs> but I tried to think of a word that was 
one that will fly right under the radar because it has a double meaning. So tonight's word in honor of Black Widow is Bush. Take a movie title and replace it with that because the computer will think you're talking about George W. And as we always say here on the channel, folks, say it with me now. One, George two. Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> there we go. Very fair. That's very fair. Now go watch Top Bush. Guess what, motherfucker? Yeah, watch him too. Yep. Bush yep. King. Bush King is a great series. Now, Dion. Yes, sir. We have a special word for this week on the show. Ooh. Would you like to know what that word is? I, t I am so excited. I don't have friends. I got family. <laughs> yes. There's always room for family. Yes. <laughs> There's more. You haven't been here. You that thing has oh you know, <laughs> taken on a life of its own in the last week. It's, dude, listen, even at fucking Universal, you know, they, they say the word family, you know, when they have the cute little intro. Like twenty fucking times, it's insane. They're like, "Oh, this is." Dom always says, "This is for family. This is family. This is family." Dude, I'm like, I, I love, I, I love that they repurposed the fucking earthquake ride to be the Fast and Furious ride so much. Yep. It's such, it's such crap. <laughs> it's so deliciously, terribly wonderful. God, yeah. that ride is so bad. You'll go deaf on that fucking ride. Mm -hmm. Well, it's 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 uh it's 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 weird because like just just to get on the ride takes fucking forever. Yep. Like you, 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 you have to basically go through a real garage and then eventually get to the part where like it starts. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bush and the, the Furious. Bush. <laughs> yeah. Hot tub. Uh, hot tub. Bush, Bush to the future. Oh yeah. yeah. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Bush. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the Bush trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, my personal. Right before the last Bush. <laughs> So yeah, folks, let's have fun with Black Widow's Bush. Now, okay. we have uh, nothing new to talk about on Patreon. I'll be recording some more stuff. Folks, I've been uh, here in downtown Philadelphia, not West Philadelphia, thankfully, not born and raised, but I have mm -hmm. been getting a lot of stuff done for the channel. And you the Black Widow video drop on Tuesday. It's been very successful. It's nice to be back on the algorithm's good side, so going to be pumping out a lot of content. Today, dropped another one. Now, tomorrow, I'm part of the Iconicon event, the online event, which features channels like Retro Blasting, Two Cent Toys, Analog Toys, and many other great YouTubers, including myself. Ha, ha, ha. But uh, all joking aside, I'm putting out a video. I actually made it. It's uploaded. It's ready to go tomorrow night at 7.30. It's on Axel Foley, Beverly Hills Cop, something we fucking love here on the channel. You've never made content about it. Guess what I had? I went above and beyond on this one. It's my favorite video I've made in a long time. Not here to pat myself on the back. It's a topic I'm passionate about. And we get to make fun of shit like the Golden Girls. Actually, we like the Golden Girls. We just get to talk about it, too. So join us tomorrow for the world-class bullshitters portion of Iconicon. The, the most fun part you'll have because it's us. So yeah. there you go. Now, that is uh, it for the updates, stuff for the channel. You guys ready to start talking about Black Widow? I got a question first. Yes. Will will uh, Pee Wee's Bush Adventure or Big Bush Pee Wee be featured on any of those uh, channels? Big Bush Pee Wee is actually <laughs> the title of Paul Rubin's fucking autobiography. What a terrible, <laughs> what a dumb decision, dude. Okay. Was it was it really Big Bush Pee Wee? Hell no, it wasn't Big Bush Pee Wee. 
about to say, I was like, you sold that. I was like, did he really name it that? Damn, like, Paul, we know that you shouldn't be getting arrested. I was like, I was like, damn, did he really, did, has Ruben gone off the deep end, bro? But that was, that was a good sell. You, you, you HK'd the, the, the fucking fade there, babes. Oh, I did. I got you. Hey, I got you, hey Jeff, has, has, has the guy from Skull and Bones uh, still, still stalking you around Philadelphia? Uh, he's, <laughs> he's sitting in the living room. Yeah. Don't you mention me. Don't you fucking mention me. Don't you mention me. Just God damn it, you mentioned me. He's looking at me in the corner right now. <laughs> no. What? What? <laughs> Kendo, Kendo beat boobed hard. <laughs> that was the pause. Oh, <laughs> Where I Jeff think... was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I said Harold and Kumar go to Bush Castle. Okay. That's a good one. That's it's a good better one. than going to White Bush. That just sounds like a town outside of London. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheerio. Oh, I'm just reading the uh, the chat right now. Beep bop bush. Okay, people like the word game tonight, so we're gonna have a lot of Harold Sunshine yeah. spotless bush. No yeah, bush old men. Spot... No bush... <laughs> um <laughs> ah, yes, the... <laughs> All right, folks. All right, we're good. We're gonna get this done the right way. Now, one thing I just want to let everyone know if there's a little bit of weird disconnect is because my Blue Yeti crapped out. I've had two crap out on me over the last month. Sadly, oh, geez. down on the road. Yeah, the Mini and this one both have a connector problem. So I need to be sending those in because I thought Blue Yeti was the best. And this is technically my third Blue Yeti that has broken. I've owned four. No more. I'm done Holy buying their products. Holy shit, dude. I am done buying their fucking products. This is just a realization. Wow. So what I'm trying to say to you folks is I'm recording this live from the iPad. So... If the audio sounds better or worse, let me know. I'll be checking out um, how it sounds afterwards. But if there's a weird pause here and there, it's not because, uh, you know, Black Widow choked us to death with her thigh. It's, you know, that. So, Cootie Cruncher. Cootie Cruncher. I forgot about it. There was not enough Cootie Crunchers in uh, Black Widow, would you say? Yeah, the, yeah, there weren't enough. enough. No, there, there weren't enough. Yeah, so there we go. Um, anyway. Let us start. So we have an image right here of Black Widow and her sister, was it, Yelena? Yeah. Yemenova something. I don't know. Ivanovich? So, yeah, Ivanovich. Janet Ivanovich. <laughs> uh, Page. My grandma used to read those books. You know what, Fatty? We're going to leave Bushraker up here because you are very um, on brand for tonight. So, folks, Black Widow has just dropped. It is the first film that I've seen in theaters since, was it The Gentleman? Or did we see Underwater last? The Gentleman. The Guy Ritchie film, which feels like a million years ago. When did you guys last go to the theater? Now, I know, Kendo, you didn't take as much of a break as I did. And Nick, I think you've been more recently, too. But Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I went, I went like, last week or something. So I, I've, I've been going regu regularly ever since because... Where, where I live, there's a there have been a, the theater's been open and they've been, they've been you know showing old movies and stuff like that. So I've just been going. So, what about you, uh, Kendo? Yeah, I... <laughs> Robo Kendo is all kinds of problems tonight. All kinds of problems tonight. At least I'm coming in clear finally. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, but your mic broke like. But you know what? 
Still putting on a good yeah. show. We're cursed. This episode is cursed. Because he was, he sounded fine. Around today, wasn't it? You said react. This fucking elevator is so weird. Oh, yeah, it took her to three separate floors with no one there on each one. And then when we, were you there? Were you there when we came out? There was one just sitting open, or was that? I was there. Because you're like, we don't want to go for the twentieth. Hotel Adventures, folks. It's like Dunstan checks in. It's, like, it's nothing like that. Remember how shitty that movie was? Wow, it's, it's, it's been it's been too long. It's been too long. Blank check, you talking about? Keep it that long. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Joseph Yanowicz. Um, uh, that was funny too. Um, God damn it! All right, we have unleashed a bush monster. Um, what are we talking about? Dion, have you been to a yes. movie recently in theaters? I have. I went and saw In the Heights. I went and saw. Uh, what was I forgot that? you're a musical fan. Yes. Yep. Yep. How we, was yeah. how, how how was in the heights? How was in the heights? It was good. It was good. The ending, you know, it, it, the ending was a little rough. You know, that's that's a that's a huge problem with a lot of musicals. It's like something that could easily be solved, but of course they gotta like you know have a song and dance about it. But it was still it was still really good. It was still really good. The best the opening the opening bit was awesome. Well, but it was good. I liked it a lot. I did like it a lot. Ah, uh, well, we've dropped Kendo, but he will be back, folks. Yes. So. Uh, this, like I said, was the first film I had seen in theaters in over a year. I was happy to be back. Was Black Widow the best movie I could have seen in theaters? No, but let's start talking about it. One thing I'd like to say before we jump into it is, this is a joke, but there were some empty seats in my theater. The first two rows were empty, so I know I'm seeing articles about how it's selling out across the country, but, you know, we weren't a complete sellout or even close. But, you know, I'm only in a large American city. Who else wants to see a Marvel movie here? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, everybody's, every, every, everybody's, everybody's going to go see Family Nine right now. That's what it is. Wait, what movie? Family Nine. I don't have friends. I got family. It doesn't matter! Oh, no. No, John Cena, are you crying? That is great. <laughs> that is fucking great. Any of the deeper, like, wrestling ones, I'm usually, like, shooting for an audience of you and Kendo. I'm like, all right, go get it. And if it strays too far, then I know. Yeah. That's so great. I've got... Fa- it doesn't matter! That's perfect. <laughs> oh, I know Cena. Vin Diesel fucking is going to leave that. And- oh, John Cena? Now, Dion, because yes. I enjoyed the It Doesn't Matter so much, I do have a separate... It doesn't matter! Yes, yeah, fucking yes, my man. Because anytime I'm on a stream with somebody saying something uh, stupid, it'll be like, it doesn't matter. Yes, I, I, I do that to the boys all the time, dude. I do that to the boys. Like, oh, what did you think about the, well, the, it doesn't matter what you think about the barbecue. I fucking love doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I just I'm looking. There there are more rock buttons, so just be prepared. Uh, Ken, are you back, buddy? I think so. Can you hear me? Much better. yes, we, we yes, we, yes. Okay. We so for for starters, I'd just like to say, sisterhood of the traveling bush and the divine bush of the Aya sisterhood. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> ah, here we go. Bush NATO. Yes. Bush NATO. <laughs> so, Superman for the quest for Bush should just say. Booger from Revenge of the Nerds, Quest for Bush, because that's all he's looking for in that movie, remember? Uh, no, that's true, yeah. that's true. We got Bush. I was going to put that on last night, and then I ended up falling asleep before I could get up and turn off Dante's Peak, but... Oh, <laughs> Dante's Bush? 
Better than yeah, better than turning off Dante's bush. Now what yeah. the hell? You should have been you should have been watching Volcano. Okay, instead you should have been watching Volcano. Bushinator. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about that weird connection off air. But okay, we will uh we'll go on now. Bush, God damn it. <laughs> All right, listen to Julian. That's a good one. Black Widow is the newest Marvel flick. Now. Marvel has come a long way since Iron Man back in 2008. Some would say it's come full circle. Some would say that means you've gone a full 360 and started where you started from. <laughs> this movie, I, it is not a bad film, but it's nothing special. Holy shit, is it nothing special? Like, really? I, I don't know how to describe. All right, so going in. This movie looks and feels just like one of their Disney Plus shows, which strikes up an interesting conversation. Is it good that TV has reached cinema, or has cinema stopped itself so it matches streaming to create this weird synergy of you get the same experience at home as in theater? That was the question I kept asking myself with Blackwood, because it did not look good at all. For being a fine movie, it was fairly shoddy looking. There were shots that were out of focus, uh, Jesse and I had an interesting discussion about some of the lighting, some of the things that just it didn't look like a big production. This did not look like whatever hundreds of millions of dollars was spent. And the CGI itself was laughably bad. There were only a handful of scenes where the CGI looked well integrated. I mean, they were lucky. There was a joke where a helicopter had to make like a crash landing. The CGI looked so fucking dumb, but for the joke, it worked because it looked so shitty. <laughs> we're we're in 2021 where you have shit that's on sci-fi network or stuff that is made independently from those cgi guys here on youtube like there are effects in this movie that are worse than fan-made stuff now not the whole movie not every effect shot is a joke but a good chunk of them are so noticeable there's only one big climax or sorry one big action scene that looks fairly well integrated I think what we could call this movie is Marvel on a budget. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it, it looks like Marvel has spent all the money they could have on the last one, on Infinity War, or sorry, Endgame, excuse me. They spent all that money, and they made all that money, but I think they're really tightening their purse strings because this doesn't feel like a spectacle. This doesn't feel like an event. This doesn't really feel like a Marvel movie. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Ask yourself that question. This movie wants to be a Bourne movie. This movie wants to be a Bond movie. Did you guys catch the James Bond visual reference? Oh, oh yeah, dude. Uh, so for those out there that are wondering, and this isn't a big spoiler yet, but we'll get to it. Uh, there's a scene in the beginning that shows Black Widow watching Moonraker. And I'm like, okay, she watches James Bond movies. That's pretty funny. The end climax copies from the opening of Moonraker, the way the people fly through the air in the fucking parachute scene, they mm. copied that, where she's like Jaws. That's like a one-to-one -one parallel. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Both was too many. Even if, they had, even if she was watching like a different Bond film in the beginning, it probably wouldn't have been too much. And the, weird, and the weird part about the visual reference, though, and Nick, you saw this, it wasn't her that did the thing. No. She watched the movie on TV herself, and then another character did the exact same so thing for the like movie. It's not like a diagenic reference. If it had been like, it had been like a hot fuzz thing where it's like, oh, now she gets to do the thing from the movie she watched. 
then fine, it works. But it's like that. It's like you're literally just doing two uh, two references, two completely different references to the same shitty James Bond movie. Like, why? Why not reference a better James Bond movie? I mean, at the very least. Yeah. Hot Bush. What? <laughs> I said Hot Bush. There you go. So I guess we should start talking about this movie um, linearly, correct? You guys have questions you want me to answer before we start getting into anything? Does yeah, it end I mean, with I... her falling off the mountain. I'm sorry, <laughs> ask that again? Does it end with her falling off the mountain? Yeah, Space Mountain. Woo! <laughs> no, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, the, 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 the way, the, like, once again, this movie is really disjointed, and the way it starts is like... yes. Is just like in the middle of them. I think in the middle of them trying to catch her for for the Sokovia uh, re- records or whatever the hell it is that that whole fucking thing. And she, you know, she's you know, and uh, the main dude has her has her pinned down in a building supposedly. And um, and she's talking to him on the phone. She's like, "You should do this, you know. Oh, you're 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 embarrassing yourself, this that, and the other." And they go to try to find her, and you know, they look in the bathroom and her tracking device that apparently they put on her, which she knew about obviously, is in the bathroom, and she's on like some little like. Uh, some some little boat like going to another going to like Norway or something and you know trying to she drops her phone in the in the in the water and like that's the beginning of it. Anyone else, she, by the way, did she poop it into the toilet, fat bastard it. style? <laughs> that to me felt like just a bad reference to the beginning of Rogue Nation too. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation starts the same oh, way yeah. with the oh we're coming to get you and he pulls them and he's not even where they think he is. It's just but that scene was actually done well and this one was done. Yeah, this. Oh know, God! So when, you're out there, <laughs> when you're listening to these reviews, you're reading these reviews when they're like, "It's like Born," "It's like Bond," "It's like this," it doesn't mean it, it reminds you of like an espionage thing. They just copy scenes from other espionage movies. Like Jesse's right, that was ripped out of Mission Impossible. The Bond stuff was ripped out of Moonraker. I'm sure if I went back and watched one of the uh, Born movies, I'd pick up on that shit too. There's a difference between homage and ripping it off. It's oh yeah, funny yeah. and hot fuzz. Here it's kind of like, uh, okay, it's not a you know, it's not a deal breaker, but it's also not worth thirty dollars on Disney Plus. You remember who? <laughs> that's for damn sure. You remember who directed Black Widow? <laughs> I looked it up right now. Kate Shortland. Oh shit. Okay. Now, do you do you know who that is? Uh, no, I I don't. I just I I forgot that they were doing the um, you know the the female-led film directed by a female thing and because wasn't she the only other thing she did was some tv shit right before that because i remember well, regularly talking about it and then she did some epi- some weird ass episodes of stuff too well yeah her, her her filmography reads like this so short film work in 1998 99 and 2000 she did she directed three short films her first feature was in the year 2004 it was titled somersault she took eight years off uh from filmmaking and then in 2012, really, it was a directed Lore, Berlin Syndrome, and then Black Widow. So Black Widow is her first directorial work in four years. So I guess it would have been three years at the time. And then yeah. she's done a lot of TV that I've never heard of. She wins a lot of awards, indie film awards, uh, Best Direction awards for, I don't know, the Abu Dhabi Film Festival. That's not a joke. She actually won that. Um, Stockholm International Film Festival. So she's an artsy director. I think that's <laughs> an artsy director trying so, to. So, okay, okay, okay. So, so this so, movie got tombstoned, essentially. That means that so she was <laughs> the director and then somebody else directed an action movie. That's actually. No, 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 no. Or, 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 did, or, or did she get mummied? 
That's the other question. Ooh, that's 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 the real that is the real uh mystery. Did she get tombstone or did she get mummied, man? That's a very good point, man. Yep. Cause I that's that's and again, listen, I haven't seen it yet, so obviously I'm still gonna go see it. Um, but that it's just very interesting that you guys are describing a movie that 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 is paced like a TV show and this director's biggest biggest um uh, projects so far t- are TV episodes, which I think is very fucking hilarious, especially seeing as you know, this was supposed to be something they were taking very seriously, and they gave it to someone who very clearly um, loves watching shitty Bond movies, but doesn't exactly know how to integrate them without it well, sounding and coming off as... Dion, you know what this movie feels like? You ever watch those YouTube videos where they feed an AI a bunch of information and it tries to like make a movie script or it tries to make yeah. a recipe or something. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie reads like they took action movies and action espionage flicks, fed them into an AI and got literally anyone to stand there and say action because it's like set piece after set piece, but the yeah. connective tissue is thin. It's super thin, thin, super thin. but it's, okay, it's thin, but it feels like somebody wrote that part. But then mm-hmm. the other parts of the movie don't feel like a person wrote it. Like, th- there's no like real great motivation between like during the action scenes and stuff like that. They just happen because they have to. They don't really like flow naturally. Like when you watch Die Hard, it's not unnatural to, to talk about the helicopter blowing up on the roof and then this and then that. They all flow together naturally. These just felt like you took a dartboard with action scenes and you had five darts and you're like you threw them and you didn't care. As long as they hit something, you put it in the movie. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. That's really fucking crazy. That, 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 that's how they went with this movie. That's, well, that's hilarious, man. And like I want to stress, this movie isn't bad. It's not. No, it, no, no, no. It's I, I, Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed it on, on like the Marvel level of things. Like it's it's a fine Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. It's OK. It, you know. Um, it didn't. It didn't suck. It was just kind of just by pay. It was pretty much paid by numbers. Oh you yeah. Know? Like I want to reiterate, folks. You can critique something you love. I love Beverly Hills Cop. I could critique that movie, Back to the Future, all the stuff. So while it sounds very harsh, stick around to hear you know a nice, well-rounded assessment of the movie. Is it going to be a glowing, praising review? Fuck no. Be prepared for <laughs> you know, honesty that places like IndieWire aren't going to give you. Now, I want to mention this early. This isn't a woke movie. No, it is not. Now, yeah, as I much will... as uh, as much as Andy Wire was like saying that shit, I was like, because I was expecting it the whole time. Now and it never it, it never happened. There is a heavy-handed narrative in this film. Be prepared. Now, if you consider this woke, that's fine. There are uh, there are a ton of other movies that have a heavy-handed like political message that I wouldn't consider woke. <clears throat> this one has one. It's human trafficking. This whole movie is about. It's an allegory for what women, human sex trafficking is happening today in the world. They're even show, they're, I want to. It's it's so heavy handed and like that's the one that makes me roll. The, the issue is important and a well, problem in the world. But well, here's why here, would you have a Black Widow movie tackle that when you're trying to tell like 14 other stories and market this to as many people as possible. It just was very like disjointed. Well, here, here's the thing. Um, I remember because I remember, you know, the, I remember <clears throat> there being a small run of, of Blackwater comic books that were that dealt with uh, with with um, human trafficking, and they were done by the Soska sisters. I think there was like 
one or two or three, but it was a little of a little little of them. I, I never read them, so I don't know what what they actually happened. And I remember that being a thing, and I was like, did they copy those for this movie? Interesting. Yeah, because I remember um because um Young Rippa had ha, has has them, and he talked about you know thing liking them and about how the Sasuke sisters sent them to him signed. Oh. And so um I don't know I don't know if this is the story or if this uh, or if any of this movie you know it can be cross referenced and they use that it's, it's material at all but I don't know but like it was just interesting that I thought about that I was like oh that's something that happened so I don't know uh sorry one of TLJ's TLJ screws off super chats pop, popped up and he was going back and listening to old episodes and apparently Dion you called that this movie would be like a born movie back then did I really? Yep. Damn, we'll man. It's like, it's, it's like I'm fucking uh, world class or something, boys. I know, man. It's like we've been right. <laughs> um, by the way, folks, we have almost 1,000 people watching, but we only have 312 likes. Come on. Do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up button so we can let YouTube know that you like it and keep on commenting. It helps us out, and uh, we'll do some extra special stuff. Monday. Uh, Monday's our last day here. That's all right. Yeah. Monday, Good Morning Pop Culture returns this Monday. So I'll have a nice episode uh, to catch up with you guys. So be prepared for that. But hit that thumbs up button. We can make another one. Add it on. We can make it a nice, I don't know, 8, 9, 10. Who knows? 1,000 gets us there. So let's start, I guess, at the beginning of this. Well, without dragging it on. This movie is about Black Widow hunting down uh, was it Dragov, right? Dragov's daughter, that's the line from the first one. Um, so she's basically hunting down this guy that made her in the, the Red Room. That's her, it's her story to get him back. And there's another subplot where her sister, quote unquote, is a former Black Widow who is under mind control and uh, she is, she's been freed and she wants to disperse this stuff to help free other Black Widows. Well, actually, she's that's her mission. And then David Harbour and uh, Rachel Weiss are there, too. So um, let's just jump back to the beginning. So you see Black Widow. It takes place right after Civil War, so 2016. And we see her on the run from Thunderbolt Ross and the sh whatever they're called, not S.H.I.E.L.D., but those agents, the government's after her. And, you know, she's not there. And so you just kind of follow the events of Civil or post-Civil War. Now, Nick, what did you think of this setting for the film? I know we had mentioned for the last couple of years, like, you know, moving backwards in the timeline doesn't really help. Uh, how do you feel about the placement where this movie was? Um, I, 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 feel, I've, I feel okay with it. I'm glad they didn't, they didn't do it in an odd spot, like way in the beginning. But, I mean, this kind of makes sense to where it is, like why it would be here. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, it was it, it it was okay. I thought I thought I thought that setting was fine. Um, it was better than putting it somewhere else. That just didn't make sense. But I think there was like made the most sense because I couldn't. I really couldn't imagine them putting it like before she met, like right before she met Stark or something like that, or or after the first Avengers movie. Like it just wouldn't make sense there. You know, it would be it would just it just wouldn't work at all. But here, it kind of it kind of works the way they were doing things, so it's fine. Well, my for this for that story. I'm I, I'm with you there. I agree. My big problem comes from where this movie actually lives in our timeline. Like, if this would have been out before Infinity War, this could have been one of the coolest. Like, this would have felt like Captain America: Civil War. Like, holy shit! Or and you know, it would have been like her Winter Soldier because, like, 
telling this story after her end does nothing to get me hooked. Like, Jesse reached, there's a, the climax of the movie, Jesse leaned over to me, she goes, does she do you think she's going to survive? And we just laughed with each other. But like, that's what this movie is. It's just yeah. one big shadow. There's a shadow looming over this whole film. And I personally couldn't really get invested because they put this out at the worst possible time. It feels dead in the water. Like uh, narratively, yeah, because I mean, there was like there was no peril for her. There was no nothing. You knew she survived regardless. Like at every point in the movie, you're just like, she's gonna, she's gonna make it out. She has to make it out because of just the way t- the timeline goes. You know, there there were no stakes. Had they had they done this, but they'd done this instead of you know Cap- uh, Captain Marvel, we would have been we would have been okay. You know, or had they done this, you know, in in order in in the t- in the order of the timeline, it'd been fine. But no, they had to do it afterwards for some reason. I would have liked if. This movie has to exist. If we can shuffle this to where Black Panther was, put out Black Panther because I can. You can argue you don't need to watch Black Panther to understand Infinity War, right? Because that end scene in Wakanda, you can pick up that from Civil War. You can understand what Wakanda is. Or you literally don't have to have that battle take place on, on you know, Wakanda. That's that. But it, this this just feels like it would be perfect where Black Panther was. You could push Black Panther to where Ant-Man was, make Captain Marvel disappear, put Ant-Man where Captain Marvel was, and then still have your biggest movie of all time. Um, Dion, how do you feel going into this, knowing, like, look, all movies are predetermined and this and that, but... How does it feel like knowing exactly where your hero is going after this? I mean, as 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 a very dedicated film fan, it's very frustrating, right? Because you know the 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 Marvel movies, the the culture that they've cultivated is it's building towards something. So every Marvel movie is building towards. Obviously, you know, the, whether it's the formation of the Avengers, it's building towards the big bad, it's building towards Thanos, it's building towards the Infinity Gauntlet. There's always a motive for each film. In this one, <clears throat> you know, I think when, when you guys were talking about how disjointed it feels in the beginning, that's how the film feels. You know, so you, we already know there are no stakes here. We already know what that she's going to win, and we already know this isn't building to anything. So it's just kind of like its own thing without the fun payoff. And then you pile on the fact that they promoted the hell out of it, you know, and they gave early access to IndieWire and all these other places that are talking all this crazy shit about it. When it's like, we already know what's going to happen. There's nothing, there's nothing new that we're seeing and there is no reason to, to, to be excited about it. So while I'm excited to see it just because I love watching the Marvel movies, um, I'm not, I'm not in no way, shape or form. Am I like, oh damn, this is going to build towards something. I'm not, I'm not as pumped as I was to see, you know, Iron Man two. I'm not as pumped as I was to see, you know, civil war. I'm not, I'm not pumped for a, for an end all be all. So it's just, it's just very funny. Um, it's very funny that there's, there's this huge build and it's just really kind of a dud, even if it is still pretty good, you know? Uh, uh, a six is better than a five, but it's still not as good as a seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I feel about this movie. Now, I did misspeak at the very beginning. This movie does start with a flashback. Would anyone like to guess what year it starts in? Uh, nineteen eighty-four. 
Dion. <laughs> Uh, my, my guess was going to be, um, it flashed back to, um, Age of Ultron where she's with, uh, Banner. So what's that? 2015? Nope. Yep. Nick, would you care to tell them where the, when and where the flashback starts? It's, it's, um, I, I, I'm kind of fuzzy on the year, but it's, it's, it's 94, isn't it? 95 in Ohio. 95 in Ohio. Okay. 95 in Ohio. Right. Yep. It starts out in 1995 in Ohio, where you see a, I guess she's like a 13-year-old black widow with dyed blue hair, and she looks like Mila Jovovich, which was really jarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird because, yeah, the, 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 the child actor they got for her looks like a young Mila, Mila Jovovich. I'm just like, oh, God. If you, here's the, the problem for trying to cast a young Scarlett Johansson is Scarlett Johansson acted as a child. So there's no like, oh, I can get somebody to look like her as a child. No, you, she was a child in all these movies. So like, you just like yeah. CGI her. They could have just euthanized her. You, you could have euthanized her. Listen, they, I'm always a fan of euthanization, okay? Remember they did when they gave her that bullshit Russian accent in the middle of the movie. <laughs> oh, man. So... I I would say that's probably wait no 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 not not to, not to mention what like in, do you want to go into that like what like how what that whole scene is and everything? Oh, I guess that was Mila Jovovich's daughter. Really? Was it really? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna look the. I, I believe if that kid. Wasn't I can't. I, 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 the, there's there's no. The, come do on now. Do not fucking cast a Jovovich. That explains a lot about this fucking movie. I've been saying it for years now. You keep <laughs> Mila Jovovich's people away from your movie. Yeah. Everybody acts like I'm fucking joking. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guess, Deanna, fucking games. Is the idea supposed <laughs> to still continue to this trend of trying to cash cash in on the '90s nostalgia? Yeah, because. The movie's credit sequence is the worst rendition of "Smells Like Teen Spirit" I've ever heard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a God. really, it's really like slow. It's really like slow version of it done by a female. I forget what what version it is, but it's just like it's just not fun. Um, so, you guys aren't you guys aren't selling this movie to me. You're, well, you're really not. Marvel didn't sell it to us. <laughs> I want to let you know. Yeah, that, yeah, Ken. It's not. It's not made for us. It's not made for us. Yeah, I, mean, no, I wasn't. I, I was already not that interested anyway because you're giving me a movie. That's supposed to be like a prequel after like the character dies. So, like we've been saying, there's absolutely no stakes. Now, this movie could have had stakes if they would have just ordered from Omaha Steaks. But they did. <laughs> oh, God, stop no. it! Stop so, it! Fucking stop it, Kenda. What? <laughs> anyway, so it's like I was at the point where I was like, yeah, this would be like a you know when they they show Marvel movies on like TNT on like a Saturday afternoon, something to put on in the background and watch. But I don't even know if I want to do that. You don't. <laughs> so, uh, the whole opening is David Harbor, Rachel Weiss, and then the kid version of Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow, and her sister in quotation. So, so, so basically, it's it's David Harbor and another throwback. Yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> uh, it, what's it, Harper in the nineties instead of or Hooper in the nineties instead of Hooper in the eighties? Yeah, exactly. So it's it like like when they did that, I was like, of course they have Dan Harper in this fucking scene. Of, of course, this is why he's here. He's, just, he's doing this whole thing. Yeah, they're. They're casting for this movie outside of Scarlett Johansson because it's a different thing, but like they're casting like very stereotypical, like, oh, you're that guy in this thing. We're going to make you be that guy in this thing. Like, it's. Well, yeah. Side note the, the, the new season of Stranger Things trailer or whatever hype package thing, I caught that, caught a glimpse of that the other night, and they show him in what looks like Siberia. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they they've already tipped their hand on that one. They said, "Hey, you excited for Stranger Things four? No, but here's Hooper." Well, to be fair, that was the in the post credit sequence of part. Yeah. You know. Well, I didn't watch that part, so sorry. <laughs> well, you would have well, been well informed, brother. What can I say? I didn't like season three all that much. Nor did I. I like season three. I liked it more than season two. Look what? Yeah. I haven't really liked it since season one. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Roger. I'll just put that on the screen for everyone to read themselves. But yes, so the scene in 1995 Ohio is to, I chose that family. They're on a secret mission. And David Harbour comes home one day after the kids have been outside playing. And he's like, it's time. And they leave. They're on the run from who? From S.H.I.E.L.D. So S.H.I.E.L.D. chases them to an airfield. And they fly away on this plane. It lands. And then uh, Black Widow and her sister, in quotation, are taken off to the Red Room. And Wait, wait hold on, hold on. You're, 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 missing, you're missing a key point here, Jeff. What I missed? They, they they were in a small Cessna that went from Ohio to Cuba. Oh somehow. yeah, they did go to Cuba. Is that the one that is that the one that flew by uh, when James Bond was trying to hide when yep. he was trying to get to the cradle? You know what you you make that joke that would also be 1995. I was gonna say it's time period appropriate. Fuck man, that's the second James Bond. Movie. <laughs> they really are making a Bond movie. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, because like that's one thing. That, that's one thing. Like you know, you should be getting Ohio, like you know, ninety five, whatever. And then the the plane get, gets in the air, and then you the, you see it land. It says Cuba. I'm just like, really? On that on that fuel tank, it got to fucking Cuba from Ohio. Yeah, and somehow how- and somehow Shield didn't detect them at all. Nothing. Just just it had never the tesseract them. in it. They didn't tell you that part. Yeah, you, you had to read the book that goes with the movie to know that. Oh go. Uh, okay, so Ohio to Cuba on. a Okay, it is 1,339 miles. Yeah, that Cessna's not making it. No, nah, man. How many? You probably, you probably have to re- refuel like like eight times. I don't have any times, but you definitely have to stop in Florida. A Cessna 172, which is what I'm pretty sure they were flying in, can get 736 miles for a tank of fuel. So this would have had to have stopped at least once to get to Cuba. They make it, and then it would be like, running on fumes. Yeah, it would just barely make it. But okay, thanks. For, I didn't even think of that when watching the movie, and now I'm just like, "Fuck, that kind of did happen." <laughs> thanks, Nick. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, because I remember, I remember watching it as a, like, also, also, I was like, you know, Ohio, Cuba. I was like, the fuck, how do they make it there, undetected and shit? They flew really low to the ground. They landed in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> They, they, they got under radar coverage and just like you know we're doing some no 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 the, yeah 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 they, they, they're they were lost in the Appalachian Mountains that's what, that's what happens yeah that, <laughs> that, what they're not telling you is after Maverick left the Navy before he went back for Top Gun two he became a Cessna pilot <laughs> my cup had Top Gun on it tonight Kendo Ooh, thought of you should have kept that cup. it was just a paper cup man see I can get another one if you really want I still would have loved it. Well, <laughs> this, I'll somehow send you a cut from an AMC theater. We were going to go see uh, a couple movies because the trailers that were in front of Black Widow were decent. So I'll get you one, okay? Oh, Thank yeah. What did, 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 did they show? Did you see The Protégé? No. What was that? 
Uh, protege is um, fuck. Is it? It's um, Sam Jackson. Kind of a. It's it, it's the same people who have done um, John Wick. Oh. So it's uh, it's. It's a it, that, that's the thing. It's a, it's John Maggie Bush. Q, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Keaton. That's elegant. also Robert Patrick, and I was just like sold, sold. Yeah, dude, that's a great cast. Yeah, so like it's 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 a John S. type thing, and I'm just like fuck it, just just, just the people who keep doing that movie and doing those type of movies, just let the, let's give them the money because their movies are fun and simple, and they're 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 just like they're, they're, just, they're just fun to watch, man. That's all I want because even even nobody that came out. Um, like two or three months ago was a lot of fun, and it was I've that heard kind of same great things Kirk. about that movie. Dude, Which one? Nobody, nobody with uh, oh. Bob Odenkirk. Did you get the trailer for Old? Yeah, that looks cool. I want to. I, I want to check that out. Though. I really do want to check that out. That looks interesting. Oh, dude, that's Apparently, a one twist movie, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, that's well, that's true, but also, um, it's after a graphic novel. Apparently, so I don't know. So in other words, we're talking about all these movies you saw trailers for that sound infinitely better than Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, but there was there was like a five minute like Marvel like like uh, like jerk off session on there because they were showing like all the Marvel stuff and you had you had Stanley talking. It's like you know he like, this you know this this guy's your brother, this girl's your sister. It's like we're all a family here and stuff. And I was like, you're copying family. the wrong movie, buddy. Um, and it was just like it's supposed to be like this heartfelt Disney thing, but it was done with Marvel. And I was like, I don't buy you. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't yeah. care. Starring Bush Diesel. <laughs> Wait, did you say Vin Diesel? Was that a yes or a no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a yes. We... Oh, okay. Uh, Dion, this one's for you, buddy. But what's real? It's family. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad you like it. Ah. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> oh, that was Miro. <laughs> what? Rusev Cross. Yeah, I, you know, I he love... almost won a Royal Rumble once. <laughs> God. Yeah, and your dad works at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been told, right? Because we love exactly. our families. I don't. Uh oh, not now. God. God damn it! It's too much family. Well, too many cooks. Uh, so, back to Black Widow. So the credit sequence. We've, so we've discussed, we've po poked holes in the film already, guys. So if you cannot cope with the fact that this movie depicts a Cessna going from Ohio to Cuba on one tank of gas when it would take almost two, then this is not the film for you. But if you can overlook that obstacle, then we jump into the then present day of 2016, I just like to point out, though, that uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, when they did their uh, uh, episode on um, uh, Point Break, uh, proved that that whole catching up in the sky for the skydiving thing is totally real. But also that opening the parachute like two feet above the ground and being fine when you land, totally not real. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Well, education. Those things are important because this movie tries to be realistic and then really fake at the same time. Like AEW. I'm so impressed with your science one minute and then just throw it out the window into a fan, a giant fan the next. So, so as I stated earlier, this movie is about Black Widow's revenge on Dragov, General Dragov. Um, 
the guy that made her and the guy that runs the Red Room. It was a personal story. Now, this is a much smaller scale film than Avengers Endgame. Now, you know what? I wonder if this was intentional. What do I always talk about? Because this is not like my, my thing that I made up, but this is something I know. Bond franchise, they did the biggest movie ever with Moonraker, and then they made it really small. Mm. The biggest, they did that with this, yeah. where it's like this big endgame movie, and I did something small. I think that was intentional, and that's why they put it in the movie. Maybe. Or it's just like a weird coincidence. Yeah, somebody's yeah, somebody's somebody's cop trying to or trying to copy the Bond playbook and it and it didn't work. So no. So, um, Nick, help me out because the be- I'm a little shoddy in the beginning. After, how does she meet her sister again? Oh, um, well, you oh. know, she yeah, you know, she 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 gets off the boat. She she finds she finds her 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 friend or whatever living in some like the middle of nowhere. She has a car. She drives out there. It's like just, oh, just yeah. there's a trailer or whatever. And he sets her up in this to track down where the stuff came from. Yeah, yeah, because she gets mail from there and she has to go track it down. Um, and then, and then as she's going, as she's going into town to get gas for the generator because it goes out, uh, she gets hit by um, the the bad guy. I forget his Taskmaster. Taskmaster, yeah, <laughs> the Taskmaster. It's just it's a, it's just Clippy from from Windows ninety five. Dude, talk about. That was such a dumb twist and reveal too. With that, moment. I knew they were gonna do that because that, because that reminded me of of, of X Men Three, I think. You know. Does, yeah. Does anyone else feel get the feeling like one of the biggest overarching and repeated flaws right now with the Marvel, the new Marvel properties, is that they think they're treating them like they're more important than they are. Like I, I think I would have enjoyed this movie more if. I wasn't if Marvel wasn't trying to convince me every second that I needed to see it. It was so great and so important. And so if they were like, hey, watch Natasha Romanoff interact with her wacky Russian family, I'd have been like, cool, that was exactly what I was listen, listen. Like, she listen. She she should have she should have gone undercover as a Russian stripper for, for for like 90 minutes or so. Then everyone would have happy, but you know. The thing is, they they strongly imply that these black widows are definitely like you know, using their bodies to get in and get these kills. Yeah. But then they're it's like this weird, like anti-message for it too. At the same time, right? Like the original concept is Black Widow, and the way they use Scarlett Johansson in the you know earlier phases was perfect for that. That's the that's the exact idea of how you you break the tropes of you know the traditional tropes and and inject your woman power in a way that makes sense without it being too preachy. Is yeah, you turn the you turn the tides, okay? Uh, but when you when you want to sort of victimize them in the process, you remove that agency and you remove that. You take away everything that you're trying to do by giving them that agency and power by putting them right back into, oh, these poor broken girls that were rescued from human trafficking and turned into these weapons. It's like, all right, well, what's the, which one are we? Are we like, yeah, we're tough, strong, sexy women who can beat the shit out of you with our legs and vaginas? Or like, are we delicate flower victims who were hurt so much by men? So now we have to hurt them back. Yeah, that message is definitely. Yeah, that was that was that was that was a confusing subtext of the whole movie. It's like, what 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 are we supposed to believe right now? Right, because like it was it was doing it right when it didn't stop and try to tell you. When it's, every time it stopped and tried to tell you, then I was like, what, what the fuck? What is this? What is this ham-fisted message? Just stop. Out of place is what it was. Right, stop trying so hard to have a fucking message and just tell a decent story with decent characters, which you kind of have. And let the message speak for itself. Hey, guess what? We have a Black Widow button. There's no sound, though, but it does this. <laughs> That's my favorite Black Widow button. Oh, back then. <laughs> mm. Back when she... Look it. Back when she was used for her original purpose. Now, <laughs> how are you going to get Tony Stark's attention? Send in your sexiest agent. There you go. He... 
the shit he was thinking about, that's, that's how it worked. That's how she got in. Now, this movie, I, I guess I'll save this criticism for later, but remind me, Dion, to bring up the point about a line from the first Avengers movie and how this one either tries to rationalize a line of dialogue or it changes it completely and ruins what was established. I like how you assume Dion will be awake later to remind you. That's true. He's usually the first. Dion, are you awake? Listen, it's just it's, it's a very <laughs> funny joke, non-world class bullshit member. But also, it's even funnier because, like, a couple times, all of a sudden, Paul, Paul, easy. All of a sudden, now I'm, I'm the dude that falls asleep. You fall asleep a couple times, and I get the scarlet fucking letter. Holy shit! Here uh-huh. we go again. This is bullshit. Message. Message. <laughs> do, do you get what I'm trying to put down, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I dig it. All right. Um, actually, let's take a quick breather because there's a lot of people in the audience waiting uh, for us. So let's, uh, because we're here for you guys. So Cesario Japan, thank you very much for the first super chat. He says, Buffalo Jeff. Dion fears horses. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I don't know where the speaker is on this thing. So, how did that sound? It it keep doing that thing. That 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 was totally okay. It wasn't that good. So I gotta find the speaker on this fucking. Where's the microphone on the iPad? Uh, it should... is it on the top? Maybe I don't know. Mm, Dion, are you here? Do you hear me, Dion? Shit, I <laughs> Buffalo checked out with this technology. I don't know. It's maybe Dion's silence is a good thing. Oh yeah, maybe. Someone's silence is a good thing. I could bet that shit. Oh, I need it. <laughs> you know what else you can bet? Your hundred dollars on Avatar too. I'm excited to collect when that movie comes out. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, well, wasn't that. it supposed to come out? Was it? it doesn't was matter it when. The point is, it's going. No, to no, wait. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, so you're admitting that it's changed, so it could change again. No, I think is where we're going. Not, with. The, no. Just, just, get big, get big. Just, just get me my hundred bucks. Just give me my hundred bucks. Listen, we already established I am the Negro Domus. I already called this movie. This is what I do. This is what I do. Dion. Yes. You bet that Avatar 2 was not going to come out. It was in production when you made the bet. I know, but alas, the production hell happens. A lot of these things happen. Listen, it hasn't come out yet. All all I'm saying is it could get canceled. I mean, true, but Black Widow is an avatar. It's, it was a property that people actually kind of respect. You know, there was this pandemic that kind of delayed a few things, right? Oh, but no, but they'll move the goalposts. Oh, it wasn't the pandemic; it was the post-pandemic, and John can Mr. Cameron wanted it to be perfect, so he pushed it to 2025. But then, but then, him and his woman got back together, and they wanted to have another product where they could work together, so they reshot some stuff. So they pushed yeah. it to 2026, and then, oh, you know, what's his name? The crippled dude, the motherfucker that was in the last one that was hot for a minute. He wanted to change some stuff, so they reshot some stuff, and they pushed it to 2027. It's gonna keep happening. Just I'm trust gonna, me. This. I'm not even gonna see this movie. I'm just gonna take a hundred dollars from you when it comes out. That's yeah. Just, just, just when I'm right, I'm right, guys. That's all I can say. When I'm right, I'm right. This <laughs> ain't one of those times, buddy. <laughs> it's not out yet. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. James Cameron, I mean, he may not be Zack Snyder levels of con man, but the dude is still a con man. And all I'm saying is it ain't 
out yet. Now, do you? I feel like I was conned because advertisements say that this is the best movie of the MCU, and it's definitely not. So that's a lie. That's the thing. They knew that it wasn't. That that that's the thing that really is hilarious about that because they knew it wasn't that. Because if it was the best movie, you wouldn't have had to promote it the way that you promoted it. So you know, and obviously you would have been touting the director, this, that, and the other thing. You know, so we we knew from the beginning that it was never going to be this great magnum opus for the character of Black Widow. It was just, you know, they, shit, we, we fucked up and we should have had it come out instead of Captain Marvel. Fuck it. Put it out now. Put it out. People, not, people will love it or at least like it a lot. And obviously it didn't turn out that way. Hmm. Um, now, so, Liquor Jim, thank you very much for your super generous super chat. He says, here's a possible discussion topic. What is the backstory behind her name? I predict uh, less than 40 minutes into the film, some paper pusher will say something along the lines of, like a black widow, you're as deadly as a spider in her web. Well, Liquor Jim, <laughs> if that kind of writing is what you want to avoid, this film actually avoids it. To give you the answer you're asking, or to answer the question you're asking, excuse me, they're just all black widows. Like, the program is just called the Black Widow Program. Yeah. And so... They'll refer to Rachel Weiss as an older widow or an older widow like another one. So it's just all the or like the or like or, or like or like an ex widow or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 weird the way they prefer to like refer to them. It's strange, but whatever. I mean, if everyone raise a Skywalker so everyone can be the Black Widow, I guess. Wouldn't an older <laughs> one just be a gray widow? <laughs> Okay, so maybe Natasha's the only the Black Widow, but everyone's a widow. So it's a lot of dead dudes it's in that the movie. Red Room program is how they refer to them. <laughs> Gotta now, keep it in your pants, bruh. Yeah. Now there really isn't there isn't like a simpy guy in this movie. There's the tech guy at the like the arms dealer isn't really like a simpy guy. He's like because I see people saying stuff in the chat. I think he's probably the most like milk toast dude, wouldn't you say so? Nick? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like he just he just helps her out, and you know he like he complains a little bit here and there, but it's not like anything bad because he's like he's getting chased by Shield as well. So and she and she doesn't punk him out. No, no. She says she tells him thanks and all of this shit. Like this, it's weird that they're marketing this movie like this feminist rah-rah piece because it's really not. It's not a good movie, but like the people promoting this in the media are gonna hurt a movie that they might not, you know, want to hurt because you know it's on the lower end of the Marvel spectrum. But I can't. I couldn't certify this movie a woke movie. Could you, Nick? No, no, no. Definitely, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, like it's one of those things. Like, if if you're searching for wokeness, you're gonna find it in this movie. But if you just really don't care, and like, if it's 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 not it's not like overly pronounced or like out, out there or anything, it's probably subtext in the movie as as mo as as uh, at most. But that's it. In all honesty, it's 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 not woke at all. It really isn't. So yeah, you're saying that, this movie so has no sympathy. <laughs> Scott Steiner does not approve. Oh, God. But, yeah, they're, um, I was just trying to think, Liquor Jim, since you had asked about how they would name her or stuff like that. This is, like, this is definitely not one of those, like, let's dump on the dudes movies because there's only, like, three of them there in the whole movie. There's not a lot of people in this movie. No, there really isn't. And 
the bad guy's dumb, but it's the bad guy. Both villains are dumb. Like, yeah. I don't actually think this movie passes the Bechdel test. You don't think so? They talk I don't about actually every... think it does. I think every conversation that any two women have separately, in some way, if it's around family, the dad's a part of the family. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's like kind. Of, I mean, and really, like it's all about the men, you know men, or it's about what's his butt. That every every fucking focus is about the red room, red room, this guy. Literally, the, their entire focus, the entire movie, is on the white man. So it really doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Suck it, Black Widow. Yeah, shit. There you go. This movie can't even get itself right in its woke promotion. The women are just completely centered or focused on men in the entire movie, right? Yeah. yeah, two 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 women are focused on on on, on an old white man. Sounds uh, mm-hmm. sounds right. That should be how to explain a film plot badly. Add it to the list. Uh, but uh, what else, Looker Jim? I'm trying to say. Oh, I was going to answer this stuff. Um, yeah, it really didn't. It didn't get into the hokey stuff. It wasn't like uh, in Captain Marvel when Nick Fury looks at the thing and goes, oh, the first Avenger or whatever the name of her fucking airplane was and all that. <laughs> it wasn't like, you go, girl, all this dumb shit. It was, this movie falls apart under its own weight of just not being that well planned. Like, yeah. It, and you know what? That's the better thing, folks. You know, oh, you want to you wanna throw, you know, get ready for the, the woke movies and you want them to die in this. It's funny when you have a movie that isn't good enough to defend. <laughs> so these people basically, like, sink their own cause. Like, the, the people that are out there saying all these stupid things online want female ad action movies and all this shit, but they're, like, creating the environment to kill their own dream. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because every every time there's a female led action movie now, they're gonna they're gonna build up and be like, oh, it's you know, it's women kicking men's ass. It's like uh, I'm not. So, and then as soon as they say something about it or something, you know, it's like, oh, did, all women should go support it or anything. That people are just not gonna go watch it. It's gonna be like, oh, forget it. It's gonna be one of those movies again. Getting sanctimonious about the wokeness of a movie before it comes out is a lot like being racist about a movie before it comes out. Like you haven't seen it yet. Why are you judging it? Why have you? Why are you pushing a narrative about a film that you haven't even seen? No, by the way, you're killing it in the process because no one wants to Thanks, see a Indie Wire. Uh, it's a fucking Indie Wire. Indie Wire about it's they're supposed to be talking about in, independent movies, talking about fucking Black Widow. Why can't they just even talk about a movie honestly? <laughs> because they got paid by Disney. That's why. No, they didn't though, man. I I don't think Disney. That's why this movie's getting average reviews. It can. It can be kind of expensive. well. Okay, okay. They were they were they were they were kissing the ass of of Disney so they can get stuff in the future, I guess, or featured somewhere that they own. I don't fucking know. Well, I think what's happening is a lot of these people are trying to write these edgy woke pieces, and I'm just gonna use woke because I'm lazy right now. I'm tired, but like these edgy journalistic pieces of shit. Like the people that are writing this are trying to be like cool and insulate themselves, you know, from whatever by having the right thoughts, but like they're. They're like the one place that's being extremely edgy when the only other person that's like causing that much of a problem is this shit Scarlett Johansson says herself about, oh, it's this and it represents that. Like, I might make a video on that uh, later on because really, these people are their own worst enemy with Black Widow. Yeah. Hey, question. What's your question? Black Widow, uh, better or worse than uh, pr- uh, prediction? All right. 
Black Widow better or worse than Fast and Furious in space? <laughs> I I'm torn because I morally don't want to see Fast and Furious nine because I hate what John Cena did for China. So I don't even want to go see that one. Fuck that guy. But so 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 so, so yeah, Black Widow is better than than Fast Nine. We'll, we'll go with that. No, I'm gonna go Fast Nine. Will be better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Always room for family. God damn it! <laughs> the worst thing is that those memes are just are just helping that movie. That's all they're doing. They're just helping it. That's that's all. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Now uh, we have an audience that's still waiting. Uh, Uncultured Barbarian, thank you very much. He says, "I watched a review that said Captain America: Winter Soldier is a better Black Widow film. I'm rewatching that this weekend instead." <laughs> yeah, you won't be disappointed. And Black Widow plays a better part in the Captain America film than she does in her own film. Black Widow, the film we just watched tonight, feels like a demo reel for Florence Pugh's character to eventually come in and this is how Marvel's doing this folks. Well, we've either killed the character, or we've priced out the actor. What can we do? Well, we're going to replace every version of our characters with lesser versions. So you liked black widow, the sexy assassin who flipped around and shotguns and made jokes. Well, here's the blonde version, her sister. Oh, you like Captain America? Well, here's a sidekick with the shield. Oh, you like this guy? Well, here's his friend with this gun. And you know, Agent Carter. Was cool. You like you like Captain you you like Captain America? Here's da- here's David Harbor with a shitty Russian accent, and his 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 character's called the uh, the Red Guardian. Yeah, it's all of their stuff that they're giving us is derivative, or in the case of the Red Guardian, well, intentionally because the Red Guardian's you know a shitty villain from the '60s, but a derivative of a derivative. I I don't think that bodes well because what Marvel's then saying is we have X amount of archetypes and all we will do is put in a new character and that'll work. It's like a fucking formula. Oh, X is gone? Well, what is X? X equals four. What other hero equals four? All right, put him in the formula. Boom. It's perfectly balanced. That's all this feels like, but it feels it but it's very transparent and obvious to the point where it's like Oh yeah. Oh, we're watching them literally give us a copy and paste job. That's... Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like that's that's all Marvel Marvel movies are right now. They're just copy and paste. Especially if they bring in a new character, they have to do the whole you know origin story bullshit, and then that's the first movie until they you know get further on and stuff. So I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 yeah. For, for them, it's paying by numbers now, and we've seen through it, and we're just like, eh, we're bored. We're bored with this. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, Uncultured Barbarian, you should definitely stay home and watch uh, Black, or sorry, Winter Soldier instead. That's just a better movie <laughs> across the board. But make sure, make sure you you buy the Winter Soldier like Blu-ray from somebody on eBay, so Disney doesn't get your money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's legit. And people go, "Oh, isn't that supporting him?" No, somebody else paid Disney. That disc out there is Joe Blow trying to make a buck off the disc he no longer wants, so it's going into his pocket, not Disney's. Joseph Bienowicz says, Hail to WCBS. Dion fears horse. The man who loathes Zack Snyder, but he's horrified by Buffalo Jeff when he says PPAP standing behind you with a horse. <laughs> Joseph Bienowicz, thank you for reading the description this week. As well as Cesare Japan. Cesare Japan's always the first person to read the description, but uh, folks, read the description. Let us know. 
Doug Keller, thank you very much. He has a bush title. Three men in a bush. <laughs> Joke's on you. It's about the beer. Primer says, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Bush. Indiana Jones is going to find it, guys. What you Indiana want? Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Bush. Temple of Bush. I, I would go on the Bush Crusade myself, personally. Uh, that sounds like a good weekend. What do you think? Okay, so... You know how in the film, The Last Crusade, the Holy Grail isn't the actual cup, it's the relationship with his father? Right. What do you think the Bush Crusade would be? If it wasn't an actual crusade for Bush, what would it be? It's a relationship with Miriam and her Bush. <laughs> she got them sugar walls. That's just him realizing these are the sugar walls I want for the rest of my life. That's the Temple of Doom. <laughs> right. He's going to get yep. the headpiece to the Staff of Raw. <laughs> Why yeah, so that's the wrong statue. What did George Lucas do? I mean, we know um, what he did. He was he was looking for them sugar walls. Yeah. Doug Keller has a great title, which is probably accurate for a lot of things. My big fat Greek bush. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Doug Keller also says Bush is the warmest color. <laughs> did you guys ever see the movie Blue is the warmest color? No. I did not. It no. Uh you should watch it. It's right up your alley, Dion. Oh, really? It's Giuseppe approved. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Kendo knows what's up. Yes, yes, I do know what's up. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was just sitting in the green room. You mean the Dion? Uh, yeah, the Dion room. But yes, what? Giuseppe approved. Uh, Anubis T100 says Bushtails. Whoa! <laughs> Man, our childhoods would have been much different if that those were the actual lyrics of that song. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Donald Camp, thank you very much for everything. He says, speaking of tacos, took my wife to a nice Mexican dinner. We're sitting there, she's looking around, and I said, I hate you. I said, why? She pointed at a horse head statue, so all I could do was laugh. Jamaram. <laughs> now Dion, we've been to a few Mexican restaurants before. Have we ever sat by a horse? I can, I can honestly say that we have not. Jamaram. Good. Yeah. I would never. I don't. I don't want to dine by a horse. So don't worry. It won't be a. It won't be an there, issue when I see. There are many things I would not want to do by a horse. So I, I, I get the concern. Like walk by one. <laughs> walk by one is fine. You know. What like, would it take by. for you to be on a horse-drawn carriage with Hillary? <laughs> um, the promise of some sugar walls afterwards. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We we know Dion's price. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a simple man. Now, folks, make sure you guys stick around. The <coughs> Excuse me, as I call. Hey, folks, make sure you stick around. <laughs> oh God! God damn it! All I was going to say is stick around, folks, tonight, because we are going to talk about Richard Donner. The patron saint of WCBS has sadly passed away. And uh, we would like to uh, have a couple moments to uh, talk about his legacy. Now, one thing I'm going to show real quick before it, like, melts, because our hotel refrigerator is dog shit. Oh, where's that go? Oh, let me just put myself in here. We have Goonies ice cream. Where'd you get it from, man? The Wawa. <laughs> More simulation proof, by the way, because what the fuck were you watching? That's true. I watched the Goonies just the other day. 
and then I found the Goonies ice cream. And guess where uh, the name, or guess what the name of the fucking creamery is? What is it? Uh, hey, you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, is I, this I, the I, fucking I, Matrix we live in? I need to. I, I, I need to go find that stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. mail them some. <laughs> Do you really want me to? Yes, yeah, right now. Funny. Right now, Jeff. I got a better idea. I'm gonna eat this ice cream on air, and I'm gonna bring you the empty container. I mean, it wow. wouldn't be the first time that Nick has gotten a drippy box. Oh, <laughs> Nick, are you cool? Sloppy seconds. Always, always. Oh, well. <laughs> As Jeff stuffs his face. Yeah. No, this is my teeth. I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'll stay for you. I'll wait for you. How is it? Okay, it's melting though. Oh no, it's not So the fridge froze my chicken. But not my ice cream. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's this hotel refrigerator. And so we put leftovers from 4th of July that Jesse's parents gave us right here. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to have a couple pieces of chicken before the high council. No, it was fucking frozen solid. And then today when I'm like, oh, the ice cream will last. No, it's melty. Maybe you put it in there during its lunch break. Oh. Glad we got that figured out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not dead. Okay, good. He was, he was probably just eating ice cream. No, I was actually putting ice cream. Like, thank you. That's all I was doing. Look, we have one fucked up fridge, right, Miss Ninja Julia? Dude, Dragonair Productions. I don't have a sponsorship with Wawa, but I wish I did because their food is really good for a convenience store. Mm. Dude, you can walk in there. And order off these kiosks, and they go into making these amazing sandwiches. Like Kenda, you enjoy a good hoagie, correct? I do love me some sandwiches. Then I think you would enjoy Wawa more than anyone else on this show besides me. I'd send me one in the I mail. Told you. You were right, Jesse. Like, isn't everything fresh from them? Right. Tell us about. So Wawa, um, they have their own dairy. They start as a dairy farm, and um, they used to actually be in more places, more expansive, and then they decided. They didn't want any of their stores to be more than a day's delivery from their dairy farm. So they have one in Pennsylvania and they have one down in Florida. So it's the only places days drive from there that you can get Wawa stuff. They now make their own bread fresh. Um, I don't know if they do their own their own uh, uh, deli meats, but they think they used to do boar's head. So they either still do that or maybe do their own now. But yeah, they make their own like milk, branded milk. They do their own cheeses uh, for their sandwiches and stuff. It's it's very fresh. It's awesome. Yeah. Um- this show brought to you in part by no one because fuck it, but one day maybe. Oh, All right, so that interlude aside, we'll read a couple more super chats and we'll get back oh, and talk about coffee. Is the shit too. Their coffee is the shit. Well, the chat's been talking about their coffee. I had their blueberry, um, blueberry cobbler, cobbler blueberry coffee. Today. Flavor for the summer. So, Donald Camp, thank you very much. Uh, Primer says, Big Bush, Little China. And the bush locker. <laughs> Big Bush in Little China sounds like a good film. Joni Lauer would have approved. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Bush, says Forge Father. <laughs> or Eternal Bush of the Spotless Bush. No one is spotless. Uh, Doug Keller, Attack of the Killer Bush. TLJ Screwjob says The Return of Robo Kendo. He's been here for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, there's also Thunder Robots who says, 
back to the bush. Now, um, 85 to 55, never mind, we're not, what would like a, a modern day equivalent be if you made that film, Back to the Bush, an Axel Braun parody? What would it be about? <laughs> like, I don't, don't read, don't say the gross obvious one. Okay, like, okay, it, okay. So for me, what it would be about is you run out of really good beer and you reach into the refrigerator and all that's left is bush. And you're like, ah, well, it's back to the bush. I like that one. <laughs> I feel like Doc Brown could make that movie entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And then he could all put all the empties into Mr. Fusion. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's recycling. Uh, Doug Keller might win $2,000 for a suit, $200 for a bush. <laughs> yeah, second team. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, Brett the Bushman Hart. Nice. <laughs> There's more. That makes Brett screwing Brett hit a lot different, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bush Taker. Oh, the god. Animal Bush Tista. Huh? Bush Kind. Bush Love. Cactus Bush. The Bush Break <laughs> Kid, Shawn Michaels. The ultimate Bush. Listen, all these dudes sound like they should be in jail. Bush Hogan. <laughs> uh, Primer says Bush on Fire, the Bush of Eli, the Bush Collector. <laughs> that motherfucker definitely needs to be in jail. I would watch that movie, The Bush Collector. It's about you, Jeff. <laughs> it's about me. Uh, SH Rebel So Hate says Buffalo. I, all right. Um, Time for me to go get some water. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> just, say that right the fuck now. <laughs> I guess you found the mic. Klaus Dork, thank you very much. He says, Hey, a WCBS crew, Dion Fears Horse. You damn right, Dion Fears Horse. <laughs> the Oscar nominated A Hole says, I was right, Jeff. I'd rather touch my gooch than have seen Black Widow. Far more entertaining. <laughs> Told you. I told you that last week, folks. Oh, my God. You'll have a better time doing that than watching Black Widow. Um, let's see. Two more, and then we'll get right back to the film. Uh, Doug Keller says, The Green Bush. Mm. Is she Irish or just celebrating? She's very Decomposed. Oh, she's very mm. ill. No, no, she's. It, it, it could be alien. It could be alien bush. We don't know. We don't know. It could be alien syphilis. That too. Um, and then finally, for now, thank you very much to everybody. Uh, Uncultured barbarian. Years ago, at a work meeting, our department head asked if there were any questions. I smirked at the guy next to me and asked, "Do you like pancakes?" Five guys in my row broke out laughing. <laughs> Dude. I would love to have heard that. Would you have yelled back some kind of rock quote if you heard that at work, Dion? Uh, yeah. Uh, fuck. Fucking yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so glad. Salone, why are you here? <laughs> oh, I finally did it. I got Jesse to watch Over the Top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie. I believe how long... They stretched an arm wrestling montage. I heard you when I was I woke up and you said something like that's kind of poetic, or you said some kind you know some kind of nice compliment or something at some point. There was one moment in the climax where I was like, okay, like 
the, I mean, the way they do the story, like it's cute, you know, but just the fucking, and arm wrestling, getting me hyped for arm, come on. Come on. Uh, there actually was a crazy uh, hype around uh, arm wrestling back then. That's one of the reasons why the movie got made. That was they were well, trying to hype it up as a coming back because it features in Black Widow too. Oh yeah, there is some pretty good arm wrestling. Oh, that is, that's true. That's true. That yeah. Oh god. Now, one thing that a lot of people critique the MCU oh, films on good. is the uh, overabundance of humor. Black Widow has pulled that back to a decent level. Well, what says you, Nick? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot more well balanced. Like the jokes were the jokes were were pretty subtle, and you know, you could catch them. And it was just kind of like, haha, you know, I had a chuckle at them, but they weren't like overly funny. Like some of them, like some of them would just kill the the whole momentum of the movie in in um, in old MCU movies. But th- these didn't. These were just kind of like you know. These were like almost like Star Wars jokes. You had to catch, you had to like really listen to catch them, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and I thought some of them were legitimately funny, uh, especially the David Harbor shit. Oh yeah. Like, see, that's how you're the butt of the joke without it being like a problem. Or you ever, you know, you watch a movie where a character gets shit on, and you're like, oh, okay, they're shitting on that character. They're also shitting on that type of person in real life. It's like, no, it's just a funny sloppy dude. That's the butt of the jokes because he's a funny sloppy dude. And he's Russian. And, uh, he's, and he's Russian, apparently. David Harbour did a good Russian accent. I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, you know, he's 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 been he's been there for for quite a while after they transported him there in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. nineteen eighty five has been a long time. <laughs> People really like the uh, <laughs> the title, the word game tonight. <laughs> ah, the Truman Bush. We never do Truman Show parodies, or we never hear those. So thank you, uh, Mick. Thank you. Ten things I hate about Bush. Uh, two thousand one <laughs> through two thousand eight. <laughs> Thank you, Dion. It's only eight. I got that joke. That was a good one. These motherfuckers didn't laugh as hard as they should have. <laughs> Thanks, so back to the film, Nick. Uh, where did we leave off? So the Black Widow runs into her. Okay, so Taskmaster fights Black Widow on the bridge. Yeah, because um, her sister sent her those those vials that you know apparently break you out of your of your trance. They're your chemically induced, you know, trance from uh, from the the guy who runs the red room. And so, then she goes to Budapest to hunt down whatever the red room the guy Dragov, and runs into her sister. Then they get yeah, it. I think I, th- I think they use that same like set or that room or whatever in uh, Red Sparrow. Like, I'm pretty like e- either that or, ev- or either that or ev- every place that they tried to represent Budapest with looks exactly the same. Didn't you say that Jesse that the set looked exactly mm-hmm. like something else to you? Yeah, they definitely reused stuff in the in the Captain America or the, the Falcon Winter Soldier show uh, for sure. Yeah, that's what I kept the hearing is that this, this movie was this movie was supposed to um, a bunch of other things, including WandaVision recently. Yeah, but like I, I remember watching Red Sparrow and like that they used the same kind of setup uh, apartment for for that movie as well. It this whole movie looked very derivative. Like even when it wasn't trying to copy certain things, it looks like everything you've ever seen. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. 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 It, no. You're right. You're right. It wasn't oozing with originality. Yeah, it wasn't. It it's really disappointing that this is the first post-pandemic Marvel film. 
it's not like I, I don't normally say this, but I don't know like what any younger viewers would get out of this movie. And you don't need that in mind for these films to be good. But like Black Widow isn't even at her coolest in this flick. In many ways, she feels nerfed so Florence Pugh's character can shine a little more. Yeah. Like, like who do yeah. you look up to? Who's like the cool who is the coolest character that I, you would look up to at a younger age? I don't know, man. I guess if you were young enough, you'd be into Florence Pugh's character. Florence Pugh, if you were young enough? Yeah, I think she'd be the, I think she'd be the role model. Well, other than that, like, I guess like a like an older teenager could relate to like some of, uh, you know, the Black Widow, like Natasha Romanoff, sort of, you know, pushing away but still embracing her family kind of stuff. That's fair, yeah. It 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 actually, if if you don't mind a woman's perspective for a minute. It doesn't do a terrible job of being a girl-centric action flick, you know, from a, for women, you know, in terms of, like, having good girl characters, realistic female characters who have earned their salt, who also, I mean, one thing that's really to this movie's credit, credit is they really show the women get the bit shit beaten out of them, which is a complaint I've had about so many female action heroes. Like, you got to watch them get their shit pushed in. You gotta watch them get knocked around a little bit or they don't earn anything when they, you know, win in the end. Uh so from that from that perspective, uh it it's it does a much better job than a lot than like the recent woke shit and even some of the recent derivative stuff. Like for a derivative piece, it does a solid job. It's not getting it's not winning any medals or getting any stars, but it's also not losing too many points. Uh, Laughing Stock Media says she survives like 10 exploding car crashes and falling from the sky with about one second of a parachute. I don't know about Nerf. Uh, I mean, like, in terms of being <clears throat> as witty and as whatever she normally is, even in no, 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 danger, no. I, Black Widow is usually the funnier character. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they really did like subdue her character down just so like um, the other three could shine, I guess. That's why they want like that's why they wanted them there. Well, she so had, a, yeah, she had a really specific dry wit before. Maybe these writers just didn't know how to write that for her. Well, the writers definitely didn't. And there's, I was talking uh, to Jesse about this, and I had this thought. These movies feel different, and pay attention to the new names that are around, like Jack Schaefer, that woman who, she was like on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She worked on that show for a while. But she was involved with WandaVision, and now she's involved with all of these other things. You know, Kevin Feige's still the guy, but there are new names and people that are really making the mcu what it is and i don't like what the mcu is anymore if this is if this and these tv shows are what we're going to be getting i will easily check out probably very quickly if it's going to be just this directionless slog of barely above average ugly colorless films oh of course i mean like mean to like say that right in the middle of this but this movie can be, you know, if this is a one-off type of thing, that's awesome. If this is indicative of what they're going to be giving us as Marvel Fair, I'm completely cool with going either the alternate route with DC or just giving up on superhero movies. Like, this wasn't epic at all. You know what this feels like? What? You know Apple was the tech leader for so long, always innovating, always coming up with the new shit, always being the leader in the newest thing. Mm-hmm. It was like that was the MCU with the earlier phases, always like setting the pace for the action movies. 
And then for a while, they just, they, they, they lost it. They started just re trying to reinvent and rebrand themselves. And they were the ones chasing everyone else and trying to chase the trends. It feels like that's where the MCU is. Like they were once the leaders and mm -hmm. now they're chasing their own tail, trying to struggle for relevancy. The nice thing is Apple eventually kind of found their niche again. So there's hope, question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, like, I definitely. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but this is like this is Disney. Like they've they you know they they completely screwed over uh, Star Wars, and now they're really fucking up their main. Their, it's probably that makes them the most money, which is Marvel. Love and they've really and they don't like love this. Yeah, because I mean, like you know, they, they they were doing fine, and then they had to like inject Captain Marvel into this bullshit, and just like that seems like when it started with their whole like, oh, we're gonna make this, you know, a, a female female centric MCU. It's like, dude, why, why? I this movie, I never the main female characters, I never once went, oh, I don't like them, or oh, they're not trained, or oh, whatever. I did that back. There was one scene in the climax where I actually leaned over to Jesse and said, this is a little much because Black Widow fought like 20 other widows. These the, the, these trained assassins, not like the underclass. These were the women that had been out in the field earlier in the movie going yeah. on missions to hunt down other old widows. So it yeah. wasn't like, a, oh, these are the training widows. She just like whooped ass for half of the fight and it was really stupid. Like She was OP. <laughs> And certain, like, like what I said, when I'm talking about nerve, I'm talking about her character was nerfed to make her less likable, to make her less witty and snappy. Oh, Jeff, she's gone through the most traumatic time. No, she's gone through just as more traumatic things in other films and still carried that level of, you know, sarcasm and wit and that. So it's not like, oh, she's doing the most personal thing. It's a personal story, but she's dealt with, because they say in this movie, family is the fucking thing. And she has two families. She even says to herself, I have two families and one's broken right now and I want to go fix them. Yeah. Yep. The Avengers. Yep. So, um, that's, that was actually another thing that uh, sister should not have survived that explosion uh, when she blows up their ship at the end. Oh yeah. By the way, the whole, the whole thing about the red room being this fucking thing in the sky, it's like, oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "Come on now, why are we doing this again?" Because they were trying to echo the uh, NASA uh, Russia space race. Oh God! It was that was funny and that was cool. I liked what they were doing with that. If that, but yeah. like, what I didn't like is that. And this sounds really shitty, but that floating thing in the sky. Should have been for a better superhero. Like, oh I no, no, hundred percent. Because that, no yeah, on his own. Like, in, because they show you a floating fortress where this guy that runs the world, but they only show few little select scenes. This is like if on the fucking Death Star, you didn't watch them get to the control room, then get like they you, never fired. Yeah, right? they never did. Like, they never did enough with what they set up. They set up one of the coolest Marvel villain layers ever because this oh dude cool. yeah like, yeah because like it was, it was it's literally like cloud city is hiding in the clouds and yeah shit. it's like it's like um <laughs> this 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 thing is floating up there and it's um it's, it's almost as if it was set up like it was a tv show yeah and not a movie yeah well also reiterate like, yeah. that enough yeah you have and, someone who's used to doing small scale small scale Small scale, and that's and that's the inherent risk when you when you when you do that, right? And that's one reason why every time we talk about this stuff, 
<clears throat> we always look up someone's filmography, right? Because it's very indicative of their, of their of their style of film, you know. And someone who doesn't know how to set that table, you don't have to worry about that with the Russo brothers. You don't have to worry about that even with Joss Whedon's little pinhead ass. You know, people who understand, you know, Richard Donner, patron slave of the fucking channel, understands how important scale is when it comes to the story that you're trying to tell. And obviously it sounds like you know, this director didn't understand the importance of scale when she's telling this when she's telling her fucking story. And obviously, besides single plane rides to Cuba, having a fucking cloud city fortress is, you know, and you're and you're and you're dumbing it down isn't the greatest creative choice. Dude, it do you remember that episode of Spider-Man the animated series when Spider-Man goes up to the Shield headquarters and fights, or he breaks out um, Black Cat's dad and the, mm-hmm. the chameleons involved, and how cool that whole fortress was. Yeah, it looks like that on the okay. outside. Like, so just imagine like a real life version of that. And you're like, oh, it's gonna be fucking cool. Like, if Nick Fury movies, okay, if Nick Fury in the movies could be like he was in the comics, like a James Bond style character post World War II. Uh, you would have Nick Fury infiltrate this place in the climax of a movie. But what Marvel does is they get these big, epic, cool things just to blow up. They don't really explore them. Like, this thing, spoiler alert, explodes, and the the big thing, the big set piece is this falling from the sky, not what you could do with it in the sky, just, oh, it's falling, let me dodge through and do this. Yeah. It was like a bunch of gray shit falling in front of more gray shit in front of gray. like it, the movie. <laughs> this color scheme is gray with red hair. It's it. It's Russia. Even when they're not in Russia, the movie's fucking gray. The color scheme of the movie is Russia. The color scheme is Russia. Red, white. So, so just pot- potatoes and poverty. Gotcha. Liata. Now there were some good jokes. In this one, like David Harbour does have good comedic timing. Florence Pugh is funny. Scarlett Johansson gets funny later in the film. And like we had said, folks, they do nerf or they do tone back some of the comedy to the earlier MCU levels where it's funny, but it's not like they build in a pause. That's yeah. gone. This isn't yeah. a Guardians film. I fully expect that shit to pop up for Shang-Chi and other untested Marvel movies. That Marvel formula that we all roll our eyes at. That'll be on the unknown Marvel characters. So it's like, I don't know this one. Oh, it's just like every other one. Okay, I'll come back for the sequel. Well, no, yeah. Well, I mean, Chang Chi's gonna be gonna be a formulaic, like, you know, origin story. We, that's just how it's gonna be. You know, we I'm pretty sure that's, you know, that's what they're gonna do. They're like, oh, this worked for this worked for 10 years. We're gonna do it for do this again. It's fine, it's whatever. Um, so Nick, in the terms in terms of the narrative, so we um they break out David Harbour from jail. Which, which, which is weird because like there's a point where he like busts through an armored door by himself. Yeah, it's kind of like couldn't you have left when you wanted to? Siberia, so there's nowhere for him to get up. Okay. Still though, he could have. It's as strong as he is. He could have. There were cars there. There were there were there were snowmobiles. He could have gone somewhere. I like that it showed him get shot later in the movie with like a million tranquilizer darts. That was hilarious. And see, and see, that's funny, but that's subtle. Yeah, well, they've written themselves a superpowered character, essentially. No one else is superpowered. And you need to get him out of the story so it's compelling. So at least they had the self-awareness to do that kind of shit. 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, because like you know, Wonder hits, hits him, and he's like, ha, ah, you know, I, I, you know, it's like Russian super, Russian Superman, and then like eight more hit him, and then he just falls over. And, like that's funny, that's hilarious. Yeah, they they figured out their fucking humor. Yeah, finally after ten years. Damn yeah, right. Now, even the quote period joke, I don't think was as cringy as it was made out to be. That's true. It wasn't. Well, yeah, uh, well, even even that sequence was, you know, like it led, like the way he asked questions led to that thing, and she was obviously pissed off, and you know funny. had to go to the heavy, heavy description. So it wasn't like a ew girl stuff; it was like graphic surgery stuff. And it's on brand for the character because they talk about that in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, they do. So now, if I get, you know, if people are like, "Oh, it's this, this, and that," no, this is just a continuation of what came before it. So it's we always talk about honoring canon and respecting the logic and shit like that. Yeah, maybe some people don't want that. I'm like, eh, if you're eating, it might be a little much for you if you're sensitive. I mean, whatever. But like, that's like extremely sensitive. It's not a. This is one of those situations where people are really reaching because yeah, yeah, they there's were. not a lot of content to make. So like, I gotta make it up to make it sound like you know it's an attack on men every scene. No, the fuck, it's not. <laughs> Like even the doofy dudes get their moment to shine. Yeah. For for as like many jokes are made at David Harbour's expense, the woman that he's interested in still looks up to the Red Guardian. Everybody loves the Red Guardian. He's like the he's this mythic hero. Yeah, he's Russia. yeah he's he's like he's like Russian's Captain America basically. <laughs> which, it, which is funny because when he's in jail, he's telling the story of like how he battled he battled uh, Captain America or something. And he wrote that dude's arm when he questioned him. Yep. Yep. That was a really was funny scene. Brutal. It was brutal. And they, they didn't really shy away from it. It was, oh, you know, was yeah. it looked pretty legit. That was a good effect. It was a good effect. I it, all the bad ones there were a handful of decent ones. The practical effects look good. Oh yeah. This the sad part is for as glowing as we sound right now, at the end of the day, actually sorry, at the end of this film is where it starts to fall apart so rapidly oh god yes oh god yes it does like the folks, you, everyone has watched a movie that you enjoy and it has kind of a weak ending but you're like ah it was still a good ride this movie's ending is so shitty that it makes it was dude it was it was suck. almost like it was almost like m9 Shyamalan levels of like what a twist i'm just like really this is what you this is what you're doing right now um i threw my head in my hands because there were some moments i'm like really it was predictable and stupid. So back to where we were with the narrative, though. They rescue David Harbour from jail. They land. They, re they um, reconnect their whole family. Rachel Weiss yeah. is there. Yeah. And so uh, the four of them talk. They have a drink. He goes and puts on the Red Guardian suit. Blah, blah, which, blah. Well, yeah, which again, which again is a funny scene because like he's the whole thing is like he's old and fat and like the things you know it takes him a minute to to put the suit on because you know it's it's. You know, it, it, he's, he's just gained weight, and, you know, that's the whole thing, so. All this stuff, too, is great, by the way, because it's, like, super Russian. Like, if you've ever met Russian people or, like, if you enjoy Russian humor at all, it's super Russian, which I find hysterical. But, anyway, that's just me. I thought that, like, the, what they were trying to present is comedy works. Yeah. Like, I didn't... It, it wasn't awkward. It was, like... It wasn't forced. Because like we've all... 
Everyone here has seen a, a Russian character in a movie like uh, Armageddon, the guy that's on the fucking space station or whatever. <laughs> oh, him, yeah. And that's true. Like, we're, we're all used to this kind of humor. Chinese components, the Russian components, who cares? Yeah. They, they do that well, though. They're, it's just, it, he embodies that type of a character, this old world, proud former Soviet Union hero, patriot icon. He's like, if Colossus was a loser. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's your, there's your Marvel comparison, folks. Yeah, it's not MCU, but still Deadpool. Whatever, great movie. First one, second one's okay. But they, they, the family has this reunion. They have a really nice scene where they're trying to have him relate, but he still fucks up. And then uh, the bad guys convene and pick him up. And Rachel Weiss is like, "I'm sorry, I called the red room as soon as you got here. They'll be here any moment." So blah blah blah. They get picked up by the bad guys, and you see Black Widow taken to the prison cell. You take, you see Red Guardian taken to the prison cell. Florence Pugh's getting ready to have her brain worked on. Yeah, while she's still alive. Yeah, still conscious. Conscious. Like, they weren't going to sedate her to cut into her head. They even said it. It was like, ooh, that'd be nasty. And then um, Rachel Weiss is getting interrogated because, you know, she's got to talk to uh, Dragov. She's got to, you know, whatever, report back why she she got debriefed. So anyway, long story short, the, the best twist of the movie happens where she goes to touch her face and she takes off the mask and it's not Rachel Weiss. it's secretly Scarlett Johansson Black Widow in the main room with Dragov and Rachel uh, Weiss is in the prison cell dressed as Scarlett Johansson. So it's a big switcherina right there. And this is where the movie continues to fall apart quickly. This motherfucker... Dion, <laughs> yes. Dr. Doom has a million and one protocols built into his armor to protect himself. Correct? Correct. Oh god, I love I love I love this so much. I love this so fucking much. This is so dumb. Now, Kendo, give me pitch me the dumbest way to protect yourself from an attack. Uh turtling. Turtling, okay. That's actually cooler than what this movie does. Now, Nick, you watched this movie, and I know you probably were like, "What the fuck?" I did, cause, cause, like, it happened. I was like, "Wait, what?" And then he, and then he explains it, and like, with just like fucking dialogue, like, "This is what it is, and this is this how it works." Okay. This motherfucker, his defense mechanism that is built into all the widows to protect himself from the widows, is pheromone. He has like a built-in pheromone, whatever. Like, like basically, program. basically, if basically, if 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 the widows are around him and they try to kill him because he's emitting a specific pheromone, it fucks with their brain because it goes through their nose and into their brain, and they and therefore they cannot kill him. They physically cannot pull the trigger or yeah, or 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 poke him with a knife or anything. And it's just like that's that's the thing you picked. That's you had all of MCU and Marvel and technology and imagination. You picked pheromones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds like that someone who works with television came up with that. Yeah. That 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 sounds like a television quick quick fix. Anything would have been a better answer than fucking pheromone protection shield. So yes, staring at the sun would have worked. So Dion. Would you like to guess how Black Widow overcomes this pheromone defense system? She does it with the power of family. <sighs> God damn it, I gotta press the fucking button because of you. But when we come back from this brief... She does. 
But uh, when we come back from this brief message, we'll give you the correct answer. I don't have friends. I got yeah. <laughs> there you go. So Black Widow breaks her fucking nose <laughs> to fight the I'm sorry, guy. what? No, no, no. She 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 slams she slams her dad her her face on the this uh this 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 villain's desk like twice in order to block her nose from smelling his pheromones so she can then like off the guy. No, 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 no. No, she's, she's gonna sever, sever the nerve. Yeah, sever the nerve in her nose. It's the only way it'll protect her. Okay, sever the, ner- the nerve in her nose. Then. By the way, not how nerves work. What? People are like, say what? What? Yeah, in case you were wondering, nerves do not work. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Sorry, work? sorry. You're right. You're right. That, that's what it was. Yeah, she had to sever the nerve that went to her olfactory senses in in her fucking nose, and then by doing that, that would not make the pheromones work anymore. Apparently, but that's not how that shit would work. But whatever. For context, it's kind of like trying to cut a really thin rubber band with a hammer. You know what would have been a much better scene if you had to have a pheromone blocker? Like a thread. Like a thread. Right, like trying to cut a thread. Why didn't they the just hammer. do the demolition man thing? Like that would have made. Oh like my god, yes. Think. Oh my god. Copying, yeah. If you're copying Holy movies, shit. why not just do the demolition man thing? God damn it. Great movie. <laughs> Like that would have been that would have made so much more sense. Yeah. It's not good. That's just that 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 was a perfect way to do that for Demolition Man. And he how the way he overcame it was awesome. Remember, Nick? Yes. He just tosses the gun to the other guy and he fucking shoots him. Like that would have been perfect. He tosses the gun the gun to uh, uh Ventura. What's his name? Fucking Jesse Ventura. Yeah. And he <laughs> shoots and he shoots the gun. He's like, I like, can't do it. I, you do it. Yeah. Now, like Jesse, yeah. How much more poetic would it have been if the three shots she gave him are what fully broke the nose? Because it would have been much cooler if it's like you killed your own pheromone block. Yeah, like you are the one. Yeah, like why did you set it up that way and then not follow through? Oh, so we could just make another joke about how weak your punches are. Like you yeah, yeah. already made that joke three times while he was punching you. Enough. Three times it was more than enough. Thank you. You should have called it poetic justice. It's a lot stronger than a fourth tag on your mediocre joke. Yeah, it was so dumb that she, that's it. So anyway, as the climax is happening, she's downloading. This is where the the, tra- the human trafficking heavy-handedness makes me want to puke. Because it's just, it, it's so much. It's minutes of this movie. It's like, do you remember that joke they make, that Dean Cook makes about the Hillary Duff commercial where the two people are in the, the store and they're like, you guys shouldn't use the word gay. It's offensive. Like, just randomly out of the blue. It's like right. you're watching this movie, and all of a sudden, like, the movie kind of stops to look over at you and, like, human trafficking is one of the biggest crimes in the world today. We're going to spend three minutes of this Marvel movie to tell you what we're going to do about yeah. it. Yeah. I guarantee yeah, all those faces were, like, real faces of victims of human trafficking. I, I wouldn't be I, surprised if that's the type of shit this movie. I bet you. I bet you if there would have been no coronavirus, they would have tried this shit in the marketing last year because <laughs> the world broke and we don't have time for that garbage anymore. Like this fake coffee marketing. They're like, oh shit, we have to like. Really yeah, because that. yeah, because celebrities did, did it twice when when everything was bad. They're like, oh, you know, well, you you'll be fine. It's like, yeah, of course you will, Matt Damon, with your fucking hot tub. So, folks, do you understand? 
what I mean when I say uh, the movie falls apart very quickly at the end. <laughs> like, it, it's not done yet. Don't worry. It's it's still breaking down and falling apart. That's still good, right? So, <laughs> after the, the very, I don't know, three minutes of the... Oh, talk- you forgot the really important reveal during this part. Oh, yeah. Sorry, because it was so important. You find out that Taskmaster, this this boogeyman, the entire film. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Taskmaster looks cool for about three seconds, and then it's. Remember how badass the Winter Soldier was before he, you know, Steve got through to him, and he would just like show up, throw that fucking thing under the car, step away, blew it up, and took down Nick Fury. Like, remember how yeah. scary that dude was? Yeah. Taskmaster is like the fucking best value Walmart equivalent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she kills people. But Winter Soldier's cooler in every way. Yeah. This movie really is a lesser Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, it in is. Every yeah, other it way. is. <laughs> huh. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Sorry, I just I just had that realization because I didn't realize that when I was watching the film. Um, so <laughs> after she she downloads all the widows that are out there in the widow. Oh god, yeah, the reveal. I just don't even care that much. Anyway, Taskmaster is secretly Dragon's daughter. The whole, oh yeah, yeah, God. secretly Dragon's daughter that uh, that that Black oh, Widow God, killed like earlier in her career or something. It was you know what that was. It reminded me of. Do you remember that uh, scene in Sin City when you find out that Senator Rourke has rebuilt his son and he turns him into the Yellow Bastard? Yeah, yeah. that's what Taskmaster felt like. That Yellow Bastard. But <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because as soon as I think I think somebody called it as well, like that that Taskmaster was going to be female. Because uh, that's like that's a thing, and I was just like, when, when they showed that, I was like, I'll oh, get fucked. I was like, just come on now. The ending, the, the ending to this is starting to really fall apart now. Oh God, yes. Um, so they wanted to. So did they? So do you think this counts as them undoing that line from Avengers? The, the this is what Avengers? I'm trying to say. Thank you for prompting me. This is what I wanted to talk about. Right. So in the first Avengers movie, when Loki's talking to her when he's in the cage, he refers to her like that. Yeah, Dragon's daughter or whatever. I always had taken it, and I assume most people had. It was referring to like that was another name for her because this dude in this movie treats these widows like his daughters and looks. He even says a line about looking into my daughter's eyes or some shit, right? Yeah. So it's I, like I, 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 like knowing child of my daughter. Yeah, right? yeah, I would know each child of my daughter. So it's heavily implied that he looks at these and like these women as like a, his daughters in a sixth sadistic way. So. <laughs> I go for the last close to 10 years, this line had always just read is your Dragoff's daughter, blah, blah, blah. It's another name for all the killing you've done. Your ledger's dripping with blood. Again, they bring that up in this movie too. Um, Hold on. What was, what was the line he used to, 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 to talk to when he saw when Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson was really uh, Rachel Wise? What, what was the line he used? Uh, about looking at your, I always recognize looking into a child's eyes or something like that, Jesse. The eyes of a child of mine. Or the eyes of a child of mine, or something along those lines. So, so, so he 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 knew he knew who she was when looking at. Okay, that's kind of the same line that they used for um for Wolverine, I think, in X Men three or two. When like it's not it's not Wolverine, it's um it's Mystique. It's the same line. Oh, when he goes, I know my own work. Yes, thank you. Yeah. 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 Yep. Too, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm. Yeah. Because like. Yeah. I was. Like, I was like. That sounds familiar. It's like. Okay. Yeah. And the whole scene sounds familiar too. It's like. All right. Well. Go figure, man. They're just copying everything. They are <laughs> pulling from all this shit. 
They copy and everything. Hide your properties, folks. They're coming after you. <laughs> hide your properties. Hide your scripts. Damn. And hide your lyrics too, because they're taking every idea out there. Oh, they'll get everything from you. I mean, I it was like I, I can't harp on it enough. That cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit" hurt. I don't even love that song like a lot of people do. I like it, but like that cover, Dion. That cover was so bad. You'd feel bad for Nirvana. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, to answer to the Dragoff's daughter question, this one in this film now, that means that Natasha tried, or what she thought, killed Dragoff's daughter. To get him, she blew up a building that he was in, and she was waiting for, uh, you know, the whatever, the um, waiting for him to get back. And she blows him up, and then that was the end of it. That was her thing. And that's who Taskmaster is. Uh, when Natasha blew up the building and blew off the girl's face, he rebuilt her brain and put a chip in it and turned her into Taskmaster, who's been hunting and killing and all this stuff in this robotic suit. It yeah, yeah. Was... yeah Dra Drago put a chip in the back of her neck and, you know, had to make her Taskmaster. Um. <laughs> Zero seven cloud already is in order, but thank you. He says, uh, "Should have been renamed Taskmaster to Bushmaster." <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God, Mad Max Beyond Thunderbush. Only one of the questions. Demi Moore is one of those. Don't need another hero. Um. So let's to close out the premise of this. They, um. Blow up the Sky Fortress. They fall essentially to the ground, but they open a parachute at the last minute and don't die. The whole premise of like Taskmaster being this villain is so that Natasha can apologize for the one bad thing she's ever done or the worst thing she's ever done. So it's like one of these weird movies to try to like rebuild sympathy for Natasha right before she dies. It's <laughs> it's it's a very bad ending. Like, long story short. Everyone lands on the ground safely. They all go their own separate ways. And then Black Widow... Oh! This whole fucking movie is a setup, too. Remember that bullshit green vest she wears in uh, Age of... Or, um, Infinity War, Dion? Uh, no. What, what vest? Okay, so her costume in that movie, she wears like, a green vest instead of like a black outfit. Oh, right, 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 yep. yep this yep. movie's the origin story for this vest. <laughs> Seriously, it's that fucking dumb. No, you're right. You're right, it is. Because like, I, I keep harping on the vest, I'm just like, okay, why is it there? Oh, because the sister. If you wanted to make one of those pieces of art that's like one image to represent a movie, you would draw this green vest, and everyone would go, Black Widow! Because that's it, like, this... Florence Pugh's character bought it. It was the first thing I could ever buy with my own free will. This is an ugly green vest that had a lot of pockets. And at the end of the movie, she gives it to her. And then, which, uh, by the way, is another thing where like it's stupid to do it this way. But if this movie comes out before Endgame or even Infinity War, now you have that moment. And then when she's wearing it in the next movie, you're like, "Aw, she's wearing the vest her sister gave her," and it's a thing. Now it's just like. Why did you write in a whole fucking plot point to justify the vest she was wearing? Exactly. Years ago. That's what... Oh, my God. Like, folks, again, all of these things are what hurt what should have been a pretty good movie. 
like literally just releasing it at the right at the correct time before Infinity War would have made it an infinitely better movie. And most people are like, well, guys, you can't judge them for when they released it, the virus. Uh, yes, we fucking can. Yeah, we're not even talking about the virus. This should have been pre-Infinity War. This, they should have made it if they knew what they were truly doing or weren't trying to cash in on the right politics or this or that or the right contracts. Like, yeah, you should have... Scarlett Johansson was just a big star before the Avengers. She was a big name. She was every. She was in a bunch of shit. She was a huge star. She was an A-lister. She was. She was an A-lister before this, and she'll be an A-lister afterwards. My point is, though, you could have dropped her movie in any phase, and and she had the same star power. She was an A-list celebrity the entire run. So, what valid reason could you give me? They just didn't plan this shit out. That's the real reason. That's the real answer. So, of course, we can critique it. Because don't try to tell me a prequel story. This isn't like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where you can tell anything you want because there's only one movie that takes place beforehand. No, you have 23 movies and you're trying to jump back logically in the timeline. You're trying to have these things have great impact. And while they're entertaining, they mean very little. And so this is one of those Marvel movies that is exactly what Martin Scorsese said. You know, it's, it's a fun house, right? It's digestible, it's quick, and it's over. This isn't one that's going to stick with me personally. I don't think a lot of people are going to pick up the lines of dialogue. It's not that quotable. You're not going to be walking out going, blah, 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 just like the Black Widow said. No. There's, <laughs> there's very little to take away from this movie. This is the most um, equal fil- film equal to fast food. You remember your 14th Big Mac? No, you don't. It was just another fucking Big Mac. Remember your 38th Big Mac? You fucking don't either. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 exactly what it was. Yeah, it was quick. It was whatever. There were no stakes in it, so you didn't really don't know what you were really watching watching it for. But you know, it happened. I guess if you want to know more about Black Widow and her family and stuff like that, then yeah, I give it a watch. But I don't know. It's it it was okay. Yeah, um, it's it's worth the price of admission. That's about it. Jesse said it's worth the price of admission. I say it's not worth Disney plus thirty (sighs) dollars. No, if you know if you want to watch it, like no, yeah, wait, 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 wait for like wait for a matinee or something to watch it. If you really want to watch it at theater, just wait. Because uh, Jesse says matinee, you say matinee. I, I honestly, I want to say go see it or go matinee. It's hard because realistically, you'll fine. Let me give you. Here's what I want to say. I'll say it. It's my show. Watch Winter Soldier this weekend. Watch this movie when it's on Disney Plus for free, or don't. You will not miss out on anything. If you're one of those people that needs to know every bit of information on the MCU, yeah, you can read up the reviews. They try to tie it to the TV shows, this, that, and the other. On an entertainment level, if I just say it's an entertaining movie, you go out and watch it. Yeah, go watch it. But what I it 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 adds nothing to the Marvel like lore or storyline or anything. And and that is why I'm so harsh on this because Marvel has sold itself since 2008 on this one big ever evolving epic story that never ends. They have they have cashed out on that. They don't care anymore. And so I've spent all this time until they tell me that they're canceling that officially and oh it doesn't matter. Then I'm gonna always ding them on it because if you're gonna market it and try to get all those people that were still on for that part of the journey, you better deliver every time with that a well-thought-out, interconnected film. This feels 
like, uh, we're looking for any spot to put this in, and here we go. That's it. That's all it fucking is. It leads up to stupid, pointless things. And the post credit sequence is just um, Black Widow's grave. Yeah, but well, yeah, well, like, but like, it felt like I was sending. It felt like okay. I was setting up a show or something, or or was trying well, to connect to a show. It does connect to Winter Soldier Falcon with Julia Louis Dreyfus is on that show. Okay, but because that show came out before the movie, everyone like we all were like sitting there and people were just like, "Oh, it's her," and we're just like, "Oh, it's her," but we already know who she is. See, if you watch that scene before you watch the movie or the TV show, you're like, "Oh." Is that Elaine from Seinfeld? What's she doing in the MCU? Then you watch Captain America a few weeks later, blah, blah, blah. But you watch it out of order. It means nothing. So you can stay for the end credit sequence. But, but, like, but yeah, it just doesn't mean anything. Like if you happen to walk out of the end credit sequence or before it happens, you didn't miss anything. Just watch the one that's like the pre-post credit sequence. If that makes sense. The one where she gets the Quinjet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, before we get into any other topics, let's catch up with more of the audience because there's a lot of people uh, waiting tonight. So, folks, thank you very much for your patience. And now back to all of you. So, uh, SH Rebels 08, we read that one. Uh, Claw Dork, we read that one as well. Uh, we're past the green bush. Ah, here we go. TLJ. Oh, no, Doug Keller first. Uh, a Clockwork Bush, The Bushy Professor, and Bushfinger. I think I saw The Bushy Professor. No. Anyway, TLJ, <laughs> thank you very much. I was rewatching WCBS 130 when Evangeline Lilly brought up all female Avengers in 2018, and Dion mentioned a Black Widow movie would be a, like a Bourne movie, and that's exactly what reviews say. So, Dion, yes. my brother from the future. Yes. Can you tell us more about the movie The Eternals and how bad it'll be? <laughs> um, it's gonna be awkwardly bad. It's gonna be probably the first real Marvel misfire, um, because they're gonna try and build it around who's in the movie instead of the content of the movie. So I'm thinking it's gonna be like an even funnier version of Wanted or some shit, where it's gonna be like this, like try to be this cool, like you know, kung fu esque movie thing and it's going to just fall flat and be a dud and be hilariously bad. There you go. Dion, Dion said it back in 2018 for Black Widow. Um, now, Dion, if your prediction for Avatar comes true, I'm sure your prediction for whatever uh, Marvel prediction you made just will come true. So, there you go. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, uh, the faith. Uh, you realize that a week from now we'll be finishing up our dinner together? Dude, I can't fucking wait. Oh my god, I can't wait. I went to Fogo de Chao last Saturday. Or Fogo, yeah, Fogo de Chao last Saturday. Dude, oh, I love Fogo de Chao. Great memories there. About to make some more, motherfucker. Let's go to the place in Ohio when we're in town for Horror Hound. For sure, absolutely. Cool. Thunder Robot says, that's no moon. It's a space bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, millions bush. of bushes cried out in terror. And we're suddenly trimmed. <laughs> Spring break? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Myrtle Beach? <laughs> the Major Spike 9000 says, Did you guys ever pitch a Miami Vice Lethal Weapon crossover movie, or was I imagining that? No, that We've, done that. We've done that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, we definitely talked about that one. 
We also had Beverly Hills Cop crossover yep. with Miami Vice. Yep. Yep. Kendo, which one would you rather see? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, I mean, both have the opportunity to be amazing, but I think the best crossover we could do, because it all takes place in the same area, would be the Beverly Hills Cop Lethal Weapon crossover. Ooh. I like that idea. Yeah. So do you like Riggs and Murtaugh running to Axel on his way home from Beverly Hills Cop Part 2? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> something's going on and, you know, you know, Beverly Hills Cop Part 2 ends and there's all that stuff and everything like that. And some of the people that are responding to it, one of the cars that rolls up, Riggs and Murtaugh in it because they happen to be in the area and they responded to the call. God, I want to watch those now. Well, at least just the second one because I watched the first one on a flight not long ago, so. Got that lethal weapon itch. Plus Richard yeah. Donner. God damn, I can't wait to talk about him. Yeah, there's great movies. Yeah, the best. Zach Z says Allison Chains down in a bush. Damn that. <laughs> By the way, folks, we only need 196 more likes to hit that thousand, and we can have a GMPC added on. And they start on Monday, so be here. And I'm on the East Coast, so it'll be a decent hour. You might be able to drive to work and listen to GMPC, just like the old days. It actually sounds fun for me, too. I'll get a, I'll get a shitload of coffee. Wawa coffee. I'll just review Wawa coffee on the first 10 minutes of the show. So this one's a bit <laughs> uh, Doug Keller says, Great Bush, kid. That's one in a million. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Can't go wrong with a good Bush. Thing. Doug Keller says, Catherine Bigelow should have directed Black Widow. Oh my god. That would have been awesome. I mean, that fits the narrative. She's a female director. She's won an Oscar for an action flick. And she made Point Break, so like, that's one of the best action movies ever. I'm an FBI agent! I know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> Fuck. Give me two, Hi, Dion. Give me two. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Davis says the right muff. Huh. The right muff, that's the best. Wolfpaint says Dr. Strangebush or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bush. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to do one week. It'll just be dirty movie titles and just let the audience try to outdo each other. Yeah, oh, yeah. that could work. Um. Thank you, Wolf Payne. That one. Actually, I'm gonna take a picture of that one, Wolf Payne. Actually, no. Do the do the porno title. The porno titles. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be I guess our. Now, folks, we gotta give you guys a heads up. There will not be an episode next week. We will be on hiatus because we'll be going to Loudy's wedding. So, yep. if you're a patron, if you're gonna be a member of the channel, which I'll be uploading this month, like I said in the video today, uh, we will have some extra content produced of us hanging out. Uh, we might even do a Q&A session. So if you want to shoot us some emails to worldclassbs at mail.com, thebestmail.com, and, uh, you know, in the sub, the, the whatever description line, put Q&A, just ask us some questions. We'll do a fun little AMA session over on there. So just ask us. And we will do that. Oh, you're going to be hiatus. We're going to be hiatus. That's right, you pancake. What are for? I don't know. <laughs> So sorry, Edgar fan. Thank you very much. Nick was asking for horror films with gang members from episode twenty or from two in two seventy one. 
The black comedy horror Modern Vampires has a secondary plot that involves some crypts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Nick. Thank you for the answer. <laughs> Do you are you guys comfortable enough to watch shows from the three up? Uh I I, I I watched it when it came out on Sci-Fi this last October. It's fine. It is not woke. I was going to say, because I might watch it by myself before I watch it in the same room with you guys, because uh, that second one, oh, baby. That, uh, no, 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 no. That, 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 that second one was, was a sledgehammer for sure. Um, well, the hard part was I couldn't. I was like, I just need to slide down the couch a little bit and distance myself. Problem is, Dion was the other side of me, so it's like <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm hemmed in here. If, if shit goes down, I mean, I don't know how many of them it's going to take, but I know how many they got. <laughs> That's good. That was good. Oh, good. I've never like it was funny. Be- it was funny because before that we watched Black Dynamite, and then we watched. Yeah, it was like, hey, we're gonna have a fun afternoon. We're just gonna hang out, watch fun movies. Black Dynamite. Can you never seen Black Dynamite? Have you? No. Let's watch Black Dynamite. God, this movie is great. Hey, dudes, Tales from the Hood too. Let's go. And then it was like, what have we done? <laughs> that was the weirdest kind of started worrying for his life i'm just like what is wrong with you i'm like man this is how friendships are going to end and there ain't even any money on the line <laughs> oh my god so, so uh let's see uh oh yeah darian 217 by the way thank you very much cesario japan for everything darian 217 says star trek deep space bush i'd watch it I would. Deanna Troy comes to mind, even though she's. I mean, that sounds like something that would come on Cinemax at like two in the morning. (laughs) Why, Captain? Uh, I'm sensing that they're horny. Yeah, no shit, honey. We can see their boners. Thanks, Deanna. Yeah. This is the type of fan fiction that would have been really popular on AOL. You really know how to beam me up, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, God. AOL. All right, Joel. That's a Joel. Set phasers to come. (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that was great Louis the Plank thank you very much he says Indiana Jones and the Bush Crusade I can get behind that one Mo Delicious says could have pulled a scroll switcheroo Disney sucks I forgot the scrolls are a part of Marvel. Don't remind me. That's disappointing because that's one of the greatest reveals. That should have been like, it should have been a situation where like Iron Man died or something. And then he turned into a scroll. You're like, well, I mean, I look, I like the big emotional payoff and shit, but I'm trying to come up with, oh, fine. Captain America, uh, whatever or something like that because i don't really like his time travel story but it should be something epic not something in captain marvel and it's nothing to do with her it's just it wasn't played to the right effect it should have been a bigger mainline film they wasted it they just wasted it and it's just it's just a waste you know and then it's you know oh fucking you know then they do another they do it again and fucking Far from home, and it's like you just wasted a fantastic villain of all the fucking forgotten villains that you've used in these films. You had an easy out the fucking scrolls, 
you know, that that would get, you know, casual fans would enjoy it and obviously hardcore fans would enjoy it. And they just wasted it to try and con Marvel fans into liking Captain Marvel. And that's just what's so fucking frustrating about that. Because now we can't go back. We can't go back and get Super Scroll. We can't go back and get, you know, the fucking... You know, the just this just the pure disdain for us that the scrawl had. You know, we we're not we're not even gonna get to enjoy the fun embrace change marketing that that Marvel was doing for that series. And you know, it's just it's just fucking it sucks, dude. It fucking sucks. Uh, up next, we have our friend Zach Z who says Turok Bush Hunter Turok Two Seeds of Bush. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about this show. Every week I turn 13 again. <laughs> well, I get older to stay the same age. Doug Keller. <laughs> the Thin Red Bush, an Axel Braun parody. It doesn't even have to be a parody. You could just have a movie titled The Thin Red Bush. I think, I think a lot of people would watch it. Yeah. It would be Kathy Griffin playing George W. Bush's like long-lost sister. I mean, it ain't like she's doing something now. She, she could use the job. She ain't doing anything ever again. She canceled herself. Well, you know that's 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 the that's the rub, right? You know, it's like, oh, let's just go above and beyond. We want to be, you know, we want people to see our shit. We want to be as as uh, controversial as ever. And it's like, oh well, hey, the line exists for you too, honey. And sure enough, she found it. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't have any sympathy for Moana sympathy. Well, at least we can. We don't have to hear any more of the. I'm a D-list celebrity. Like, oh my god, we fucking get the joke. You've been using. We it get it. You look like Carrot Top. Like, yeah, fuck. fuck. <laughs> Halle Berry didn't want to talk to you. I don't blame her. Have you ever seen the movie Sorority Dudes? Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember watching that a while a while back. I haven't seen it since I was a fucking kid. I, I know I'm crazy, but Harlan Williams and drag looks just like Kathy Griffin. <laughs> I'm sure Harlan Williams and drag reminds a lot of people about a lot of shit. <laughs> like, oh, fuck that, that, that summer in Bangkok. Oh, shit. Sorority boys. That's what it's called. My bad. Yeah. Uh, dude that played Lex Luthor was in it, too. Yep. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum. <clears throat> oh, God. That dude, that was. Yep. And then the dude from Seventh Heaven, Barry Watson, or the fuck his name is. Yep. So they would not make a movie like this today. Hell no. I mean, <laughs> rightly so, because it's Harlan Williams. Actually, I like Harlan Williams just fine. He's pretty fucking funny. Uh, for those who don't know, this is the movie we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... It's a product of his time, dude. That's the goddamn truth. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, a, it was a movie. It happened. <clears throat> okay, great. so if anybody ever took a screenshot of this show... You could really, really be like, what is this show about? Read the screen, Dion. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> and that's hilarious. Wow. 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 Just screw Jeez. Anyway, I just wanted to, I thought that looked like Kathy Griffin. Um, I digress. Um, primer Aquabush Hunger Force. It's better than the other one. So, yes, I like 
Uh, Mike NYC says, I am a radar expert. USAF slash FAA does not track civil aircraft within the United States. Most of the U.S. does not have radar coverage off the coast. Does. Oh. Hmm. Well, there. All right, fine. There's a reason That's for that. a legit answer from an expert. Yeah. I'm not even going to question it at all. No. You are who you are. Okay, fine. I'd buy that. <laughs> no problem. Um, the tank of gas, though, I'm not going to buy. <laughs> no. Maybe it's one of those planes that's like uh it's a green energy plane. It gets great gas miles. It's like a in Tesla. Plane. In yeah. it, was, it was an experiment. It was like the first one. Mm-hmm. In Ohio? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, the <laughs> sure. aviation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's where the Wright brothers are from. Yep. Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, Numus T-800 says, wait a sec. The Black Widow family is important. The Star Wars Episode Nine family is not important. You can't take family home. What? You can't take a family name. What the hell, Disney? <laughs> I mean, all I heard was a bunch What's of What's real? It's family, 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 family. It's when it repeats it and it goes to like the negative where I'm like, I can't not laugh at that. Holy you shit. don't think about that. <laughs> he really does say that shit a lot. Like the memes ain't lying. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> that is a oh uh, cornerstone God. of the franchise. It's a, it's a family film, family family movies. <laughs> Kids gonna start saying it now too. Kids or Kendo? Kendo. Oh. Kids are saying it now. Wait, did he just did he just equate me with the the mentality of a child? No, 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 bitch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Never. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, Darian two and seven says Black Widow copied Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. One tank of gas covers two to three normal tanks of gas. What would normally be required? That's true. That jet flew for a very long distance. I mean, there's a great film like Raiders of the Lost Ark where you go, how did Indiana Jones get from, you know, whatever to whatever? And it has a real reason and it has a made-up reason and whatever. But, like, if you're going to write something like that, Find a way to write for the audience doesn't question it instantly. Like, <laughs> right. Because yeah, you see, problem. yeah, it's one of those things where like I was I was trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, nah, I didn't. There's no way. There's no way it went um it went that far and just didn't need fuel at least. It like I said, that's an editing problem. It doesn't kill a movie. It's not gonna be that petty and it's not gonna even alter the score, but it is annoying. Um, Stunning and Brave, Paisley Hidalgo says, Old is to be written, directed, and co-produced by M. Night Shyamalan. Avoid it. Don't get honey dicks. I don't know, man. If enough people want, to, want me to watch it, I'll go, I'll go watch it and I'll do a Patreon video about it. Oh, I'll go watch it for sure. I don't think M. Night Shyamalan has lost it. I think he's got his way. He found his way back, especially with well, some of his stuff he's producing, like uh, Servant. That's a wonderful show. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, Split was amazing. Glass was meh. That ending just, oh, God. I still didn't see it. Ending is very frustrating. Because it, it, it ends with, like, a secret society kind of thing. That's why. Yeah. Oh, I'll pass. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry my pain is funny to Dion. Well, I mean, you were just fine. Dion's pain is funny to us. I, I, I know. I was getting ready to follow up with that. <laughs> Thanks for sticking up for me, you two-faced son of a bitch. Hey, I was defending you earlier. This is true. You were. You were. You were. But it was in front of your girl, so I don't think that shit counts. Yeah. She got offended by something you said that she thought I said. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Don't ruin it, Dion. <laughs> I won't. Good. Be a friend. Uh, Jess Disembodied Chart Fowl says, I miss the feeling of Nick's toasty butt cheeks. At least he's moved right on. Right in yet. the paint. God damn. God damn. Woo. Not just your butt cheeks, your toasty butt cheeks. Holy <laughs> shit. Golden brown. Nothing to the imagination. <laughs> still, I, I'm, I'm missing them toasty ass butt cheeks, boy. Where are you at? <laughs> Come find me. Um, it's fucking July. Is that, there his, you go. is that his new name on the channel? The toasty butt cheeked Mickey. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. He is now toasty butt cheeks. <laughs> oh, God. <okay. laughs> I'll toasty take butt cheeks. <laughs> Toasty butt cheeks, Nick Ethan. I can get down with that. <laughs> Toasty butt cheeks. That might be the greatest, the greatest pickup line I've ever heard in my life. Yo, I'm missing your toasty butt cheeks. <laughs> Anyone here is gonna be like, what? The <laughs> funny thing like, is what? that can go that can only go either way. Either yep. they're gonna think they're gonna love hearing that, or they're gonna just be like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? <laughs> It sounds like a bad bar, the toasty. Bar. I, might, I might, I might, yeah. Oh, God. I'm, I'm coming. 2023, world class bullshitters opens their own bar, the toasty yeah. butt cheeks. The toasty on, butt cheeks. on Michigan Avenue in San Francisco. The toasty <laughs> All money is equal to me. That's I don't right. care who wants to drink at our establishment. If there it pays, you go. it pays. That's yeah. right. We will open in the fucking dentist. Our signature drink could be the toasted butt cheeks, no, and it's no, essentially no, like a flaming be... Homer. We'll just put a bunch <laughs> of shit in a glass and set it on fire. Oh my god! No, no, Jeff. We, we need to, we need to like you know roam the country and do do random pop ups with toasty butt cheeks. <laughs> it's like it's like our own food truck. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And the, and the thing is, every bun is toasted. No matter what you get, it's toasted. We don't even ask if you want your sandwich toasted. It's just coming toasted. That's how all restaurants <laughs> do it. And Nick's gonna <laughs> Nick's gonna make the drinks like Dennis and Always Sunny. What's going on, boys? What can I get you? Yeah. <laughs> and he's but the thing is, we're gonna make him take his T-shirt and like take the bottom and like tuck it up through the top. <laughs> no, he's wearing hey, crap guys. top. And toasty buddies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, whatever you see in your head is fine. That's that, that's perfectly that's perfectly fine. Yeah, we'll just oh, make him wear like a faux Hooters girl outfit. <laughs> hey guys, do me a favor. Humor me for a second. Play a game yeah. with me. Okay. okay. I'm gonna read you a headline from We Got This Covered, oh, and tell me what's wrong yeah. with it. It's from We Got This Covered. Game over. <laughs> yes, that's one of the things against it. Entire original Power Ranger team may return for upcoming reboot. Uh well uh, the Yellow Rangers deceased so yes. I don't see how that's gonna happen. Yes. We're one short guys. <laughs> yes. Tui Tran's been dead for twenty years. 
So oh, that's I just wanted to put that out there. We're that's starting to pop up and people are talking. Oh my god, all the original Power Rangers are coming back. Uh, oh, uh, there's a, there's time. an asterisk there. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Tweet Tran. Yeah, oh, that, that's how they should do it. The entire cast is coming back with a little asterisk and on the very bottom a little print. Tweet Tran's dead. She won't be here. <laughs> but we'll try I mean, to dig her up. Word it can. a bit nicer, but oh yeah. My god. Okay. Um, Mark Smith of 117B, thank you very much, says they don't want them to succeed. Complain forever. I mean, mm, it is fun to complain forever. It's like the best Batman movie, Complain Forever. <laughs> Doug Keller says, all quiet on the Western Bush. The Stunning and Brave Pays Like It All Goes says, with all the media doing to Black Widow, why is why I believe Mad Max 4 Fury Road bomb despite MMFR was announced or was besides MMFR was nominated and won countless awards. Um Yeah, the media might be turning people off because I went and saw Mad Max Fury Road on opening night without any kind of context. Phil's like, we gotta go see this movie, and I'm like, okay, Phil, you seem very excited. I wanna see the Avengers again, but we'll go see Mad Max. And I didn't know anything about Mad Max going in. I was like, yeah, that was awesome. And then hearing the way people talk about it, I don't, I've never watched it again. And I bought the disc. Like, I, that narrative and the stuff like that really can turn people off from a movie, good or bad. Maybe those people, again, should stop because you're killing your cause. You want female leads and you want all these wonderful, in quotation mark, things. You're going to kill them. Maybe just shut up and appreciate that they're there and not try to put people in their place because you won. Be a gracious winner, not a sore fucking winner. Darth Bear, thank you very much. The never-ending Bush. I can't help mm. it. I'm evil. I mean, you are <laughs> I mean, a dark lord of the Sith, so. The only thing I got to say to that is, yeah! Ride that. Was, was that your Jim Cornette voice? No, that was my kid riding fucking Falcor voice when he's like fucking punches the air yelling, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he I was almost, never ending story. I almost got us a Howard Dean button the other day. Remember him? Oh, God, okay. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah! yeah! And then his he might, campaign he might get went in the toilet. We should have Which I didn't understand. I, I, I did not get that because he his his team came in third distantly when they were expecting to win by a landslide and so he came out to give him a rah-rah speech he just didn't he was doing good until he went off the rails in the last 30 seconds people are weird man and and you know especially coming to politics it's just funny how shit like that can fuck you over he's right. excited you know it's like and, and rightfully so like, okay cool dude you're excited but some of us like i don't want to vote for the yeah guy it's like yeah. there's no real reason for that. It's hilarious. The funny thing is, think about it this way. Look how far we've come politically. That was like, what, 2003? That was <laughs> like 18 <laughs> years ago. That was 18 years ago, and that was that was considered a campaign-killing moment. The guy trying to rev up his supporters, build up his base, and he just makes like a weird shrieky yes sound after he talks about how they're going to take all these other states. And like at the time, it was like, Howard Dean has lost his mind. It's like... <laughs> fast forward 18 years and it's like what oh, the hell shit. are we even doing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah shit, man. back then they 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 lose their fucking lunch over the shit we've been through the last fucking few years 
They yeah. were like, we were mad at Howard Dean. God damn. We got people uh, chilling in Cedar Rapids and Access Hollywood fucking stuff up. This is this is crazy. <laughs> Our friend the last millennial has a nice question. He says, Hey guys, great to see my favorite schmucks. Why doesn't Hollywood make new franchises? Are they afraid of being sued or something? It truly no, they're no. afraid of taking chances. Yeah, they're afraid of taking risks. That, that's why you that's why you, that's why Michael Myers has been alive since seven since seventy eight. Because they're afraid of taking Halloween. Dude, I dude. I'm watching the basketball game and they ran an ad for the Halloween yep. thing. And I thought Halloween it was kids, like, yep. at first I thought it was an insurance commercial. Cause it just shows this like house <laughs> engulfed yep. in flames. I'm like, Oh, that sucks. And then, That's it hilarious. Like all these, then it shows like the, the family crying in the back of this like car. And I'm like, Oh God, no. And then it shows the firefighters responding. Here comes Michael Myers, just fucking trotting out of the house that he was locked into the stellar that was engulfed in flames. And it's like, oh come on, come, 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 oh, come well, on. Well, well, here, here's the thing: they they filmed those back to back, so this is this is part two. There's going to be a third one coming out as well. So, did they fill it back to back to back? No, they they, they they only had enough money for back to back, not not back to back to back. They didn't three peat it. They couldn't three peat it. Couldn't no, 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 no. Now, now, if these two, next two make a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking money, then yeah, then then they'll then they'll three peat it for sure. We're going to see that second movie, aren't we? No. <laughs> oh, I just figured we had to do it for the channel. Uh, unless people really want us to, I don't see the reason to. Because Folks, if you really want us to go see that movie and watch <laughs> Nick Tosin tweak in a seat, go ahead and just give us a tank tread of ones. <laughs> now we just wait for him to come rolling in. So the lady that directed Black Widow looks like Lena Dunham's mom. Ew, she's the she's the head muff crumb. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> oh god damn it. Oh god damn it. Well no, a lot a lot of from from Superman I'm sorry, it's I don't know if the count. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Those all count. Fucking ninja sixty nine. Fuck one man, <laughs> lots of votes. <laughs> one man, one vote. One man, one vote. Free world class bullshit as you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're going to go watch Halloween Kills for the channel. Yay. Do it for the content. <laughs> Fine, but I'm not going to like it. No, no one says you have to like it. There's a, I'm already predicting it now. At least three-fourths of this channel will hate that movie. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you got a you got a fifty fifty chance here. He you looks know. like Homelander. <laughs> Fucking laughing. Like, that's so funny. She looks like Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god, that was awesome. Like, this is who made fucking Black Widow. Huh? She looks like Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, that was great. That was great. Laughing sack. I love you. Oh fuck! <laughs> just, just now, from now on, whenever like someone makes a movie I don't like, I'm just gonna be like, man, that motherfucker look like Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we are only 108 likes away from that thousand. So uh, hit that thumbs up. We can make it happen. We'll add an extra good morning pop culture and make it nice. Number eight. There are seven in the hopper. Number one starts this Monday. 
Excuse mm-hmm. the creaky chair. I'm in a hotel. I apologize. Uh, let's see where we were. Uh, Yakuse says Elizabeth Berkeley stars in Showbush. <laughs> I mean, they did in that movie. Yeah, yeah. They did. very true. Yeah, Gina Gershon. Mm. She didn't. Have, she should have had a bigger career. Agreed. Anna Bush. Uh, <laughs> uh, go watch Killer Joe. It's American, but you'll never be able to tell. Go Big Board, Go Home says, What's eating Gilbert's bush? Oh, man. Nice. Oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa. The mom in that movie always pisses me off. Because she's so fat. Because she's just <laughs> annoying. But. <laughs> well, I feel bad for the, for the axles on the car, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that movie. She pissed me off when she kept telling everybody t- talking about the bacon and saying everybody wants really crispy, crunchy bacon. No, we don't. No, we soggy I bacon like chewy tastes bacon. better. Yeah, if you can't chew it and enjoy it, what's the point? If you just bite into it, and it just shatters into millions of pieces. I'm no enjoy there. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, she's dead. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Kendall likes his bacon, bacon a very certain way. Yes, if you're gonna, gonna make really... bacon, it has to be soggy, chewy bacon, so you can get the no, full I... bacon experience. I no idea you're really passionate about, about about bacon. You know, I'm very passionate about bacon. Bacon's an important thing. It tastes great when cooked it right. It when does. it's burnt to a crisp and you, bur- you bite into it, and it shatters and you stab yourself in the gums with it. It's not enjoyable. Hey guys, <laughs> who are you? Oh, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kenda, who hurt you with bacon? Who, who I'm, uh, people that cook it poorly. Okay, all right, buddy. Like the shonies. Like, yeah, well, yeah. It's like anytime you, it's like, it's like eating a steak that's cooked past rare. They've ruined it. Fair enough. I'm a medium rare guy myself. Medium you rare pick it up and you look at it and you hold it up and you say, "Listen here, garçon, this thing." <laughs> Is way too pink. It needs to be more red. And you throw it at his fucking French face. Garçon's boy, though. It doesn't matter what it means. He over. <laughs> he got my steak overcooked, and I want a better one. Uh, Wolf's pain. A bushmaid's tale. James. And the <laughs> Holy shit! What was that? That was what perfect that timing. It, it sounded like a squeaker. Oh, this one. <laughs> uh, we really are thirteen together. Yeah, that ice cream really went through him. There you go, guys. <laughs> oh, that was a skull and crossbones dude looking to collect again. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, run!" He's here. I, I'm on the I'm on the fourteenth floor. Grab the white girl and just go, just go. <laughs> uh, wolf pain, a bushmaid's tale. James and the Giant Bush, Hair Bush, <laughs> Lethal Bush, Blazing Bush, and Robin Bush, Men in Bush. <laughs> Save the last bush. <laughs> now, guys, speaking of Bush and Marvel, uh, tomorrow, Black Widow, and a- Black Widow, Triple X, and Axel Braun parody mm. drops. Holy shit. For real? Well, I mean, it's really good timing if they want to piggyback off that movie. Well, here's here's a funny thing. Is that like from what I've heard is that Axel Braun's a big Marvel fan, and apparently his stories are some are some of his stories are better than what fucking Marvel does and more accurate because you know he actually knows the goddamn characters. 
Well, didn't he? Wasn't wasn't it Axel Braun that did the uh, the the uh, She Hulk Royal Rumble one too? And, uh, yeah, he did do Captain Marvel. Yeah, with, <laughs> but didn't he do the one with China where she was She Hulk and oh, was- Queen of the Ring where she yeah. like banged all those like parody wrestlers? <laughs> yeah. yeah, John Cena. There was a parody of John Cena yep. in that. Yeah, there was Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yep, there was there's a, a Macho Man. Finkel. There was a mm-hmm. Macho Man. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else was in there. Uh, I mean, Fink got the most time trying to wear that thing out. Um, <laughs> which she's the ring announcer. I, I don't understand how that works, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, there was like seven or eight of them in there, and well, needless to say, it was more than just a handicap match. <laughs> It was more of an I quit match. Yeah, and there was no official either. And her her shoulders were pinned to the mat for way more than three seconds. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we needed we needed Parody Jr. to pop in. Go stop the damn match. They should have just got Montana from uh, or whatever his name was, Oklahoma from WCW. <laughs> they could have. I, I I don't think. Oh, what was his name? The guy. Fuck. Russo's lackey. I can't think of his name. Ed but Ferrara. yeah. Ed Ferrari, yeah, they could probably got him because he wasn't working at that time. <laughs> um, uh, so, would you guys watch the Black Widow Axel Braun parody? Uh, yes. Lisa Ann was Stephanie McMahon in that parody. Oh, God. <laughs> How Lisa am I so Ann, far behind? Star. I've been a little busy. <laughs> Just reading about me and Geokerlin. <laughs> Why would you have a porn parody of <laughs> I mean, the real question is why wouldn't you have a porn parody? I'm about to say, yeah, that, that's that's a lot closer to the truth, is why wouldn't you? I can't see I just, a real reason why not to. Let me tell you something, mean gene. I'm about to come. <laughs> the best part is here's the thing can you imagine that pitch meeting because one all right you're already shooting an adult film so the pitch meeting is not being taken seriously to begin with and then you got china there and they say listen how would you like to do a gangbang and she's like okay i'm in and then it turns into we're gonna call it china queen of the ring and it's gonna be a wrestling porn parody and she's like, okay, I'm still in. And it's like, here's the guys you're going to be working with. And they're dressed like all these fucking wrestlers. <laughs> Half of which she never encountered in her career. And it's like, so what's going to happen? Oh, oh, they're all going to take turns just banging you in the center of the mat. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're in. It's like, like I said, <laughs> I can assume the pitch meeting probably had to have gone something like that. And with it being that type of movie, I mean, how can you not say yes to that at that point? Good reference, Drew Dog. Good reference. Uh, have you ever seen Ed and his dead mother, Nick? Uh, no, never. Check it out. <laughs> Yakuza says men in bush. Mm. Or the men that stare at bush. I was going to say that's the sequel <laughs> that I'd rather watch. Yeah. Folks, we are 89 likes away from 1,000. We can make it happen. 16-bit mascot says, you guys are truly world-class. Trademark after party? Uh, where would we have an after party if we were going to have one? Tonight we won't, sadly. Uh, oh, go to Chow. Yeah, I mean, that's always yeah. a good choice. Yeah, that's always there. Yeah. I mean, Fogo to Chow is great. 
The Stonian Brave Paisley Hidalgo says the, the pheromone protection has the powers of little known Marvel Comics villain Mandrill. Also, if Ariana Grande could sing a song about God being a woman, you know Taskmaster was going to be a woman. True. Wouldn't a good way to defend the pheromone thing, besides, you know, severing the nerve to your nose, which wouldn't work anyway, uh, just be like one of those little spritzer fans, you know, that you see the people walking around with at the theme parks. Just like hold it up and just like a little battery up a thing, just spraying, just repelling it. <laughs> or just, you know, how about how, how, how just stand next to a fan that's blowing, you know, away from you and that could kind of, you know, do, do the same thing. Or some scientist comes walking up and be like, you know, pheromones don't really exist in the human world. That's more of an animal kingdom type thing. <laughs> Apparently for this guy, didn't he had some sort of weird gland, pheromone, pheromone gland that he could use to you know, block it from getting killed. Yeah, because Penn and Teller busted that shit on bullshit like 12 years ago in one of their oh, episodes. I, I, I miss that show. It was such a good show. show. They just kind of ran out of stuff. <clears throat> Oh, by, by the way, uh, Deadpool shows up in the uh, in the uh, Black Widow parody. Oh. oh, I can only imagine the things they do with a guy who can regrow any part of his body. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. The question is, what would you do, Kendo? Uh, for a Klondike bar, a lot. How do you even got the girlfriend? Yeah. I just walked up and like, hey, you want some of these Klondike bars? And she's like, yes. And that's how we started dating. Hmm. I like I it. Mean, it makes sense. This is a story of a beautiful relationship. I was thinking of something closer to Pulp Fiction. I mean, who doesn't like ice cream? Commies. <laughs> I like that silence. No, none of us were like, we don't like ice cream. No, we like well, fun. you. You, we like you were literally eating ice cream on air not more than an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, Goonies ice cream. Yeah, it was Goonies ice cream too from a Wawa. Mm, Goonies, they never say die. The study in Brave Paisley Hidalgo says the Chad Captain America Winter Soldier versus the Virgin Black Widow. Okay, I would like to think that she isn't considering half of. Her job is seducing dudes to kill them. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a break there, folks. We got more of those to read, so thank you very much. We will get to every one of those tonight. But uh, before we get too late into the show, I wanted to take a moment to talk about Richard Donner. He passed mm. away. Our patron saint has passed away, guys. Damn. <sighs> I know. Officially a saint now. Yeah. He has definitely gone from the realm of being patron saint to actual legitimate saint of our uh, of our channel. Yeah. He had done or had, he had made some of the greatest movies ever. Let me pull up some of the movies. Um, off the top of your head, guys, what are your favorites? Lethal Weapon. Um, Goonies, obviously. Uh, the Omen. The yeah. first Omen Superman. His cut yeah. of Superman yeah. 2. Uh, Scrooged. Scrooge is another yeah, great one. Yeah. I mean, the, the real question should be, think of a bad Richard Donner movie. It's almost impossible. Probably is impossible. <laughs> um, oh, he also he also directed and produced a timeline. Is that one good? Uh, it has, um, let's see. 
Paul Ro- Paul, that's Paul Walker, right? Yeah, Paul Walker. Yeah, his dad's a scientist, and he gets like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's in that one too. Maverick was a great movie. Yeah, fucking Maverick, and then the Lethal Weapon reference they made in that movie. Mm. Danny Glover randomly being, do I know you from somewhere? Good old Neil McDonough, love that dude. Yep. Except when he was in that so, Street Fighter movie. I was thinking, the dude really, every decade that he worked in, he had some kind of defining work. Mm-hmm. So in the '60s, Twilight Zone. I mean, that was on television. I understand, but Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet, one of the greatest mm-hmm. episodes of all time. I mean, that yeah. right there, one of the greatest television episodes of all time. That early into a career, then in the '70s you have The Omen. You end the '70s with Superman. The '80s is Goonies and Lethal Weapon, and in the, in the '90s you have uh, more Lethal Weapon films. You have Maverick. Uh, what was it? Ransom was one of them. Yep. There were a lot of really good Richard Donner movies in every uh-huh. era. It's hard, like you said, Kendo is the joke. Name a bad one. Can you guys think of one you hate? No, absolutely. No, not. I can't. Um, apparently, he either wrote a book or may, or he's in a book called "Your Director." You figure it out. The life and films of Richard Donner. Damn. I mean, that's not bad advice. God, not only did he direct a bunch of great shit, he produced a great deal work mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Dion, that was sixteen man. blocks. It was actually pretty good. It was actually pretty good. It's you know, it's uh, good old Bruce Willis and surprisingly most deaf kind of showcase that he can actually act. So that was it was a good one. It was definitely an underrated movie at the time. And and um, in terms of you know buddy cop esque films, it was it was pretty damn good. I didn't remember off the top of my head, but Richard Donner directed my favorite episode of Tales from the Crypt. Really? Oh, which one's that? Dig that cat, he's real gone. Ulrich the Undying, the old Joe Pantoliano. Oh shit! Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that crazy, almost, almost like animator esque. Uh, sorry, reanimator esque kind of one. Yep, great episode. God damn, folks, that's got a twist and a half. I won't spoil it for you. Just go and watch it. It's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, Superman changed the way we made superhero movies for decades. That Superman formula was reused for Batman, definitely reused for Spider-Man. You could argue the the most influenced film by Superman was that Spider-Man movie in 2002. It really follows that template uh, rather closely. How do you feel about uh, the first Superman movie? Do you think it still holds up, or do you think Man of Steel and other later work have topped it? No, it's still the best. Still still, still, Still a damn good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's a little cheesier now, but yeah, yeah, Man of Steel did not surpass the first Superman movie. That's for damn sure. Yeah, because Richard Donner made us all believe a man could fly. Yeah, he did a damn good job of it. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a great movie. I think the only issue I have, and this is just me being a technical nerd, some of the effects don't hold up, but overall, the spirit of the movie is great. And Christopher yeah. Reeve, come on, man, that dude. Yeah, man, he was Superman. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. But that and Star Wars are really technical masterpieces that really pushed cinema and special effects forward. And I'm glad that as we, as society values stuff less and less, certain Hallmark films like that 
really are locked into the public consciousness and never go away. Star Wars, Superman, Raiders, E.T., Back to the Future, all these big classics. Uh, it's funny when people talk about the big, you know, the big names, uh, Lucas and Spielberg, Richard Donner's name really should be in that conversation, though, because his movies, Absolutely. you know, were coming out around the same time and making great money. Oh yeah, I mean you know he you know he did he did uh, superhero stuff, horror, science fiction, family. He did all kinds of cop movies. Like he did he did a lot of stuff, and and a lot of the a lot of the stuff he did have have uh, surpassed like have have been around for forever because they're just that good and that memorable and that well built that they'll go on forever. You know, Lethal Weapon, yep. Goonies, Superman, Omen, um, Scrooge, uh, Maverick. These movies. Um, will go on for a while just because like they're done so well they're balanced so well everything's done done with such precision that um you know that you have to love them whenever you watch them kind of thing like you know and, and anybody who likes movies will go back and hopefully watch these and appreciate them for what they are superman the movie just for context brought in 300 million dollars back in the day Jeez. yeah in 1980 that's fucking crazy. wow those people must have pissed themselves <laughs> Yeah, we can make a movie and give it $300 million. Holy shit. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to see if Richard Donner has his own tag on uh, this website because I would have just clicked on his name and got us a list of uh, the most successful Richard Donner films. But oh well. Uh, yeah. These movies, I mean, Richard Donner really just left an incredible legacy. I would, I, you know, it'd be great to say, oh, it sucks that he's dead and this, that, and the other. Yeah, it's sad, but he's also. 91 i mean right yeah yeah how how do you sit and go oh it's look the man had a great life and left a great legacy that's all there really is to say about it yeah go out watch his movies seek them out they're great uh he kind of became our patron saint as a joke when we realized everything he made was awesome yeah yeah a lot of our favorite movies are richard donner directed movies and yeah he became the patron saint and you know so unadjusted for inflation, according to the numbers, if you go over to the technical credits aspect, the number one uh, thing that Richard Donner is credited on is X-Men Origins Wolverine with a box office of $374 million. Then X-Men and then Lethal Weapon 3. So his highest on here is Lethal Weapon 3, Dion, with $319 million. Wow. Dude, yeah. Lethal Weapon 3 made more than Superman. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's why it's one of reason it's one of my favorite ones. It's a good one. Uh Richard Donner directed Radio Flyer. Yep. Not so anything else you guys would like to say about Richard Donner? I mean, I know it wasn't the longest segment, but all I can say is just go celebrate his career. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we need another one. That's all I can say. We need, we need somebody else who's going to take risks and make and make good memorable movies. Things that we want to watch. Things we want to go pay for. Yep. Yeah. The only thing I would have to say is Richard Donner. Thank you. Yes. So, guys, uh, let's move on to something a little happier. Let's talk about some more Bush. Hmm. <laughs> I mean. We're only talking about the president at YouTube, so don't, you know, don't get upset. George don't Bush doesn't us. care about black people. <laughs> <You're> right? 
I'm trying to think. Did I have any more? Uh... I think I think I think I think Kendall wanted to say something about the uh, the 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 curtain the the what was it the Captain America comic that came out during July Fourth. Yeah, Kendall, is there anything else you want to add about that? Beep boop, I guess. Are you, he are you there, his way out of existence. Apparently, he did. All right. So uh, while we wait for Kendra to come back, uh, I don't have friends. I got family. <laughs> Let's see. Where were we at? Adam Wofford, thank you very much. So they took the Red Guardian and didn't put him up against Captain America. Why? That would be awesome in the movie. Taskmaster is a Captain America villain. Well. Adam Offord, they took all the great Captain America villains, and they even referenced, uh, even though he's not a Captain America villain, the Crimson Dynamo, he's Iron Man, right? Either way, they have wasted a lot of their great supervillains by either changing them up or making them a joke. Now, the Red Guardian is kind of a hard sell to have a, a patriotic Russian supervillain in the year 2012, whenever, or 11, when Captain America was unthawed from the ice. So, I can understand why you couldn't, plus the jokes that are made at the expense of the Red Guardian claiming to be Captain America's nemesis and adversary, that's pretty good. Um, it's not one of those situations where it's like, oh my god, they disrespected the character just for a joke. It's The character is a product of the Cold War and you know the Soviet Union. That is all done timelines don't line up. You can keep Captain America thawed as long as you need to after World War II, which is what they've done. But like, he's not going to run into um, some of these other things, like a Red Guardian. And Taskmaster, they shit the bed on that one. That being uh, Dragov's daughter was stupid. I did not like that, that twist at all. It was not entertaining in my eyes. <laughs> Adam Wofford okay. says, I wanted Hawkeye and Black Widow instead of this movie. Well, Adam, uh, the post-credit sequence involves Hawkeye, so Florence Pugh's character is coming after Hawkeye. Yeah, what's what's... nice, y'all, says, what's your favorite cheese? Dion, what's your favorite cheese? Smoked cheddar, baby. Ooh. Nick? Asiago. Kendo? Red Lester. I enjoy blue cheese or a oh. good champagne cheddar. Thank you, Wesley Snipes, y'all. The Oscar-nominated a-hole says, I miss films like Scary Movie and Austin Powers. Maybe a film adaptation of My Immortal? Oh. <laughs> well, see, Scary Movie was was good until the Wayne Brothers got kicked the fuck out, and then it became immediately bad. Yeah. Is that what happened? They, he, they got kicked out? Yeah, I think I think I think Marlon talked about it. He gave an interview about how like it was stolen out from under them or something like that, and they just and they were never paid for it or properly compensated for what happened or anything with it. So, yeah, because the first one's great. I haven't seen the second one, so I can't really comment. But I mean, the, like the the first two, the first two were funny because they were kind of coherent and like you know they made sense and the jokes were good. And once you got like the three and four and then disaster movie and everything like that, they all started still following this like really shitty formula. And it just wasn't funny anymore. And it just was just like, wow, this is just super dumb. It, it was like watching poorly done jackass stunts, like you know, on TV or whatever. It just it, that's what it felt like. Uh, Aparo Didaro, thank you very much for the message, even though it was retracted. 
Space Dinosaur says, listen, take a listen to rap or take a listen to Warp 11, the greatest Star Trek band ever. If you disagree, then you can rock out with your Spock out. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, get a picture, uh, Space Dinosaur. Nice icon, by the way. There we go. Apart Darrow, thank you very much. Just left the theater. Black Widow was pretty effing bad. Bottom five MCU film. Very, very disappointing. Plot, action, villain were all wasted potential. Yep. Well, according to the ad that ran during the basketball game, it was the best Marvel movie, period. <laughs> uh, not even close. But now's the time to talk about uh, what we thought. Where would you rank this across the entire MCU? Uh, probably, uh, at least I, I would, I would, I would put it above Captain Marvel for sure. That's that's kind of where I put it. I mean, their their whole handling of it, their their release of it, and everything that I'm gonna blame them all for it and kind of fact that in because it's just been a whole shit show. It's just like, yeah, it's like just it's like it's above Captain Marvel. That's that's where I can put it. It's definitely there for me, but I would put it at least in the top half, or sorry, it's in the bottom half of the MCU, which doesn't make it like a terrible film, but you know, the bottom half of 24 or 25 films, I guess, now. Mm -hmm. I, that's not that high of an endorsement. I can definitely rank it above Captain Marvel, obviously. I can rank it above probably Black Panther. Uh, what else? Better than Thor 2. Better than Iron Man 2, I guess. Yeah, 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 definitely better than Iron Man 2. Um, it's it's in that weird low range. It's so rare that, like, for a couple of years, Dion, we would go see these movies. I'm like, I don't know, man. It could be my favorite. Yep. Not anymore. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's not the case these days, is it? I miss those days. I do, too. I do too. Uh, let's see. Um, Adam Walford, thank you very much. Uh, he says, waxing and shaving. Things are like the Sith Gnome. Uh, <laughs> out Bush and fear in Las Vegas. <laughs> the ultimate across my black ass. That's <laughs> my full bouncing Bush and my black, <laughs> my big black hairy Bush ass. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's well, what Adam Walter. <laughs> I'll reread it for you. Waxing and shaving. Things only the Sith know about. Bleached out bush and fear in fear in Las Vegas. The ultimate crossover. My black ass meets my full bouncing bush and my bl my big black hairy bush ass. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're definitely gonna tag for this one. <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. Yeah. Uh yeah. Isn't that great? I'm joking. Uh Doug Keller says the bush aquatic with Steve Zizu. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. It sounds like a good time. Darian two and seven. Thank you very much. She says, mm, "Dion, in a week there will be nothing between us." Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, Dion, in a week there will be nothing between you and Buffalo Joe. Buffalo Jeff, but keep his ass at home. Uh, he might come hanging out. You'll know. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Leo Breaker 49 says, How can they be sore winners, Jeff? No one's poking that. 
Um, Fair enough. Uh, any comment on that one, guys? I don't, I don't know no. exactly what he meant. Yeah. Joseph Bianowicz says, The Drink Nicks, Toasty Butt Cheeks, Kahlua, Berries, Amaretto, Frangelico, and Southern Comfort. Enjoy. Can we get measurements on that, please? Uh, <laughs> you just just dash him in there. Just and hold on to Southern Comfort. Yeah, just oh, start, geez. you know, just start pouring and, you know, every man for himself. Yeah, that's that's going to be a really sweet drink. You might kill Phil in the process. Okay, yeah, then I'll make it then. <laughs> Let's see. SH Rebels 08 says how Stella got her pushback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she just waited four to six weeks. What did she order it or something? You're right. Shit. Yeah. Merkin by mail. Yeah. Got it from <laughs> Alibaba.com. <laughs> For all your needs. Oh God. Uh Yakase dances with Bush. Did Kevin Costner direct that one too, you think, guys? Eh, well, not well, but sure. He tried. He tried. Commander Pluto, I love this. I missed last week's stream, but I came up with a good movie title. Hunt for the Red Dildo. <laughs> and we're off YouTube. <laughs> well, he started the show with the word dildo. That's true. We did mention the word dildo a few times at the beginning. Yeah, dildo was mentioned quite a bit. So, uh, Do you like the title, though? Yeah. I'd yeah. I, I, I pre-order that one. Yeah. I'd read that comic book. I'd make that comic book. Oh, man, we're uh, 44 likes away. I don't think we're going to get it because we only have one more Super Chat left, and then uh, I think we're going to close the show out. So, folks, if you haven't hit that thumbs up button, we're so close to hitting that 1,000. We can do it. Do it. Uh, we'll keep talking for a minute while we do it. Um, Wild Man Beyond says, like Lethal Weapon 5, there was talks of Donner to direct Goonies 2. No, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he always talked about talked about doing that for a while. But um, see, personally, I think I think if you don't do a, a sequel after like five years after you've done the first one, then you're you're done. And to do it when they're all grown up doesn't make sense either. Like, what they're going to be in their forties with their with with their uh, their big ass shoes trying to trying to find um fucking treasure again? No. Yeah. When you're an adult hunting for. One-eyed Willie's treasure is a different thing. That's very true. That's very true. Um, but yeah, well, it just it just it... <laughs> yeah. that adventure involves sugar walls. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just yeah, I I I mean they made they made the game for uh, for a lot of consoles. So, I mean, you can go read what the game was about. But yeah, I never wanted a Goonies too. I mean, I I did. I'm sure when I was a kid, I did. But like, yeah, not now. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's not happening. So, well, I'm, the Goonies is one of those movies that never needed a sequel because the best sequel is the adventure you go on in your mind. And I know that sounds a little cliched, but everybody wants to go on that great adventure. Every kid wants to fantasize. Oh, I'm going to go off of this treasure tre uh, treasure map, and I'm going to go find one I'd release treasure and all that. Every kid wants that. So when you watch the Goonies, the next adventure is whatever you make it. 
I know this sounds kind of mean, but like the best a Goonies sequel could have been would have been the Monster Squad, and that's just a lesser version of the Goonies as is. So I'm glad we never got a Goonies too. I I came to that realization on Tuesday when I watched it after Richard Donner had passed away. I just no, it's it's great the way it is. I love it. Ten out of ten. Wouldn't change a thing about it. But I'm just I'm so glad there was never another story to tell with those characters. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's there's no way you could have like done a, a correct sequel to that because it wouldn't have made sense at all. You know, I just don't know. What 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 are they all clean up their the um, uh dad's um, museum again and find another tre- another treasure map or something even weirder? I'm like, no. It wouldn't work. Now, um, in terms of Lethal Weapon 5, what do you think a fifth Lethal Weapon would have been, Dion, since the fourth one felt like a really great conclusion? <laughs> um, I think it would have been a, a, a come-out-of-retirement type movie. You know, Riggs and Murtaugh finally retired, then there's the one case that, um, <clears throat> that uh, you know, the one guy that they couldn't catch and... and they they come back to, to to settle the score type of deal. One more ride for the old men type. Deal. And uh, I, it, it, it probably would have been Murtaugh celebrating his like his birthday or something, and Riggs being like a PI now since he's like you know no longer with the cops or something, and then him, him dragging Murtaugh back into it. You know, Murtaugh celebrates another retirement. Yeah, he celebrates another retirement. <laughs> Now, oh, Wild Man Beyond also sent in another super chat. Thank you. He says, Stranger Things is like the Goonies too. Yeah. I agree. Want it to be that. That's what they're I trying to capture. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, they kind of got it in the first season, and then it's just kind of been like, well, I'm going to add more characters and, you know, diversity. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Everything. This is good, right? It's like, ah, oh, God, just stop it. Here comes the Soviets. <laughs> <laughs> Making a making a nuclear bunker underneath a new mall. Um, yeah, the kid's upside down is tingling. We have to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Which what show did you watch? Uh that's not important. Okay. <laughs> I think that it raised the bar in terms of like Goonies done well in, in a today setting. Stranger Things was fun and digestible for you know the right audiences but it made it feel like it took it to the next level if that makes sense yeah no it did it did um part two really shut the bed because like it was they did a whole like a sequence about the kids again which just didn't make sense in part two but that's here nor there it's not though because dude they they dropped the ball so hard with that one yeah yep we saw that shit at horror hound and we were disappointed. Uh, but thank you, Wildman Beyond. Um, Wildman Beyond also says Ghostbusters Afterlife will be like Goonies 2 with ghosts. Well, Wildman Beyond, I did mention that in today's video about Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, trying to make up for Ghostbusters 2016. Therefore, it will copy the... Uh, it'll try to be like Stranger Things and It. And I think it should be closer to It than Stranger Things because... It'll sell, but I think it's a higher quality. Yeah, I mean, I, I want, I want it to be good, but I don't know. I will go check it out, but I just, I just hope it's good. All I want it to be is good. That's, that's it. You know, just. 
But the way the way the way we've seen movies lately in the last you know five or six years, I, I don't I don't think it'll happen. As much as they try, as much as they're trying and trying to make it good, and you know, under twenty sixteen, I don't I don't think they will. So, uh, folks, we need seven more thumbs up. So hit that like button, and then we will go. Uh, let's see what are we gonna do in the meantime. But what's real? It's family, 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 family. <laughs> This might work. Did it work? Oh, almost there. We need two more folks. Give me a number 16 while we wait. You want a number 16? Still going. God Jackpot. <laughs> Are you still uncomfortable? Uh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> you sure she ain't being excellent to me? You sure? Be excellent, Julie. Told you. Mm. Now, TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. Another thing you guys mentioned was how bad Sonic would be with Jeff telling Dion to talk about Sonic 06. Did the fix... It fast help. Um, they fixed Sonic. They definitely fixed Sonic to the point yeah. where I would watch that movie. Actually, I did watch that movie again the other day. It was on cable. Yeah, yeah. And Sonic and Sonic was you know Sonic was done right, and it was it was a lot of fun and everything as well. So it was it was a good movie. All right, folks, we did it. Thank you, Cold Cuts, for letting me know. We are over a thousand likes today, folks. We're at a thousand six. So one double oh six, we did it. So. We will be back, not next week, but the week after. That'll be what, July 20... Something. July 2nd, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, join us then, because next week, folks, we'll be live at my friend, or our friend, Lowdy. He's getting married, so the Bullshitters will be together in person. We may have a little live stream here or there. I'll be dressed to the nines. I'll be in a fucking tuxedo looking like an idiot, but... Um, Whatever. We'll be, we'll be having a good time. So there won't be a podcast next week because we'll all be getting into town. But the following week, we'll have a show. So be on the lookout for that. But look, be on the lookout for all kinds of awesome content. And if you're a comic backer, be on the lookout. I'm going to be getting uh, some of my samples soon. Actually, not my samples, just part of the shipment shipped to me here so I can check out the books. I'm super excited. So as soon as I get that stuff, I will be doing a little live stream to show you how cool they look. And uh, we can we can celebrate together. So, is there anything you guys would like to say before we put this baby to bed? Free yo Yeah. Big up the valley. <laughs> I hope that's a metaphor because I'm about to. Anyway, folks, from all of us here at World Class Bullshitters, be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Dot com.